When I get the keys ready to come in, you know, you come and music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. Trisha, we now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You're listening to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you stick with us, because we're going to help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. Uh, to my left, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? On Skype, he is our resident Dark Knight detective. He's next in line for the cowl. He is, in fact, our... Wait, did I say he's a resident Dark Knight detective? Yes. Oh, oh, oh the, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's Oz. Professional as fuck. <laughs> also on Skype, the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic form, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? That's for myself. My name's Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor Young. Sometimes they call me Mr. Young. Sometimes I just... Lay back, kick it, and enjoy the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is fantastic for them. We've got a great show for you today. Uh, because we're going to do a review of The Beef, number one from Image Comics. Uh, we're also, uh, if you want, talk a little bit more about Black Panther. Uh, we're going to bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news and whatever else it is that you folks want to talk about. So... It's just that simple. I'll tell you how it is that you can get down with Fantastic Forum in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about these medium that we love so much, which are comic books. Uh, we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. It's LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call at... 310-538-3198. Just that simple. They're open. They're, they're there right now. So uh, do it. Also, uh, I did say that I would tell you how to get down with Fantastic Forum, the few different ways we can do it. Uh, first and foremost, Skype. It's the free internet soft phone. All you got to do is download it, add Fantastic Forum to your contacts, hit the green button, and you would be the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Uh, we also have a call-in number. Uh, what's our call-in number? 323-250-0270. Bam! Like that. 
And then we also have uh, chat, chat.allgames.com or allgames.com slash chat, where we'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show. Uh, this is where I would insert a witty chat comment, but I got into chat late, and so I don't see anything yet. But I'm sure somebody will say something in a moment, and then I'll be like, like this, and then it'll happen. <laughs> Look, everyone's like, be quiet. Let's live. It. Let's let them hang out here for a little bit. <laughs> They're like, nobody say nothing. Don't type nothing. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. When 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 it comes, when the witty comment comes, I'll let you all know. But we can. You can get down with fantastic form in all those different ways. So do it. We're we're an interactive show. We're not here just for you to listen. We're here to participate. We're here to engage. So welcome to Fantastic Forum. Um. Yeah, man. So, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Jay, or heard about this, but it looked to me as though James Gunn got drunk and then started having a Twitter conversation and then, like, changed an entire plot point in the Guardians movie. Wait, what? Exactly. I don't think he's actually drunk, but he kind of, but maybe he was. I don't know. James Gunn basically went on Twitter and said that the baby Groot is not just young Groot regrowing, but baby Groot is actually Groot's son. And so the original Groot is dead, and this Groot doesn't have any of like the memories or anything from the old Groot. Like this is like a completely new like entity. Oh. That would have been interesting to tell us. <laughs> Wait, but he messed around and said it so nonchalantly, and everybody on Twitter was like, "Dude, like it was it was funny because half the people were like, Wait, what? Like, so Groot's dead?'" And then the other half were like, uh, "I don't think you understand how Groot works. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about." Like, I'm, I'm glad somebody stood up to him finally. Look, oh, but, but he, who was the mother? I, I mean, I'm assuming that they reproduce. Like he's he's going under the premise that that species uh, reproduces asexually. Do trees do that? Do, no. do trees reproduce asexually? Yeah. No. There's some plants that pollinate themselves. No, they don't. Trees don't no. bang. No, but they cross pollinate. I mean, doesn't that count as asexual? No, no. because if it's there's cross pollination, that's not yeah. asexual. It's two hormones, uh, two seed, you know, mixing together to create the the next product. Yeah, asexual is only one person is involved. Right. Cross pollination means there are two at least. Why do you two think? Involved. Why do you think bees dying is such a big deal? Because they carry the pollen. Pollen, pollen does everything to do with really trees. We need a couple flowers. Like we don't need all of them. No, but all of them will die without bees. No, I'm sure we could figure out nope. a way to keep one species alive. Nope. Like we could take, we could invent something to collect pollen. Guess like, what? We It'll have the technology. Be, it would only be Venus flytraps. Like a wet Q-tip. Well, take that pollen and put it on another plant. Well, what they do with, with dates is the farmers actually do collect the pollen and then spread it over. 
on different parts of the plant. But that would drive up the price of whatever the fuck you're, you're trying to make because now you not have only to that, pay somebody. There's to not do enough it. people. Like, there's not enough people to do it. If there's anything uh, human beings I, are good at, is making more people. Like, I think that might be the next job industry. <laughs> people like pollinating, pollinating. Instead, of, instead of for bees. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have tried to do it. And they say it's like the most tedious thing in the whole world. But in any case, who is the mother? That's what I want to know. Dude, I don't, I, I'm not convinced. I understand what you guys are saying. And, I, and I'm not even going to dispute the fact because you're probably right. But flowers and trees are different, right? Like, was she on screen at any point? You've never seen a tree You've never seen tree sperm, have you? What what is Mo talking about? Acorns. No. You... <laughs> A- acorn is not tree sperm, right? Like, no, I'm sorry, that's the embryo. But I'm saying right. That that's it... the finished product. That's yeah, that's the embryo. That's the 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 fertilized egg, if you will. Um but you know, sometimes in the springtime you see a lot of dust or 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 flies, what looks like tiny little flies around the tree. And that's it throwing the pollen out. Like a flower would, you know? Like, like even if you grow avocados, like in your house, as Hispanics tend to do, you can't, you won't get any fruit out of your avocado tree unless there's another avocado tree, like, within three blocks. Wait, what? Yeah. Wait, so wait, so so you're saying if I grow an avocado tree, like my like my aunt has an avocado tree in her backyard. You're saying right. that avocado tree doesn't grow unless somebody else had an avocado tree in it the It won't next... give fruit if if uh if somebody has an avocado tree in I don't even know how big the area has to be. I know they say it's one you know, within a block, but I think that's just exaggerating. Yeah, man. I, you know, I, hey. I'm telling you, like, my first job was a gardener. There are a few oh. types of trees that do self pollinate, but I don't see Groot on the list. <laughs> okay. Hey. Oh, maybe that's why Groot is retarded. What? Because he's been self pollinating. Why is Groot. <laughs> Groot... <laughs> what? Who's that Groot's retarded? The king of his people did when he was speaking words, which brings up and not a, just saying I am Groot, which brings up another point that if James Gunn knew about Groot's species, then baby Groot should be talking fine. Well, no, because it's bad seed. Oh, because he's self-pollinated. Right. right. He's, he's retarded. Okay. So if anything, he knows how retarded genetics work. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, Groot pollinated himself. He continues to spread his bad seed around. My stepdad told me that if I pollinated myself too much, I was going to go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he bloom himself right before he turned into that ball? Like, he had flowers all over the place, right? Oh, probably. There you go. That, that ball was, uh, him pollinating himself. 
Maybe one of the Guardians got some DNA in there. So why is Peter Gunn bringing this up now? Peter Gunn, not Peter Gunn. What? James Gunn. Oh, yeah. Peter Gunn's is a rapper. That's a different guy. No, No, that's his brother. That's the dude that was in Gilmore Girls. I don't care about rappers. I was thinking about Peter Gunn. Oh, he, he he has a brother named Peter? Yeah, he he's in the movie. He's like the replacement for the space Native American. Well, I was thinking of the spy, but you know, what else? Either way, in any case, either way, what not. is James Gunn? Why is he bringing it up now? He somebody like it came up in the course of a a, a Twitter conversation. I'm trying to think of what it was that was actually said, but I cause I actually did read the thread. And I was just like, like, yeah, like it felt like a late night drunk conversation. And I'm just like, let's not stick with this. Let's wait. So does that explain why Thanos looks different? Because the original died after self-pollinating and like that's baby Thanos. That's it. <laughs> Look, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. The, the there was a conversation. I guess the conversation started in because people were comparing Baby Groot to Porgs, and in the cuteness and trying to figure out. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Somebody said. Uh, who would you kill, a pork or baby Groot? And somebody said, "Well, if you if you kill baby Groot, you just get a new Groot. But if you kill a pork, it's gone forever." And then that's when Gunn came in and said, "No, that's that's actually his son, and Groot's dead." F you nerds. Right. And everybody's like, "What?" Like nobody nobody got that for the movie. No. Because that's not how Groot works. But and you'd think one of the characters like it would have come come up. Like <laughs> I think right. he actually like, said that all the other characters know this also. But it's not like they had like a, a funeral scene where people were like, Why doesn't the I audience know? Right. Like right. this conversation is something that should have taken place on screen. Not just have baby group dancing the fucking Michael Jackson at the end of the crap. Like we need this is vital information. <laughs> and I'm I'm hoping, even though it won't, that people will understand that these Guardians movies aren't all they're cracked up to be. They're not people love these. You Marvel MCU loves it. Like they're gonna he's the future yeah. architect. Like I don't, what does that even mean? Future, future He's character. gonna be he's gonna be the, the main dude like how Joss Whedon was for phase one and two. He's gonna be the phase four guy. Yeah. Who was the phase three guy? The I guess the The Russos? The Russos? Maybe. I don't know. But they call him Groot. Like, they don't call him Groot Jr. No, they don't. Well, they're all called Groot. I mean, if you're you're a junior, but the the father dies, then you're not the junior anymore, right? You're just that that one. 
Uh, I'm sure there's someone we could ask about that. Doesn't it doesn't feel right? So if they canceled, what is it? Fuck! What was that show? Remember, Joe, you used to like that show, but only the junior, not the senior. James Bond. No, no, it was a cooking show. Oh yeah, Master Chef Junior. So if Master Chef Senior got canceled. Master Chef Junior just becomes Master Chef? No, that's not how that works at all. <laughs> but I know. I just wanted to say Master Chef Senior. And I hated James Bond Junior. You liked it. I didn't. <laughs> I watched it. It was the only thing on. No, like, I like the I toys. Wanted... Yeah, the uh... <sighs> toys were better back then. Such a terrible show. I don't know, man. Like, I feel like there's worse cartoons on now. Oh, yeah. Cartoons now suck. Than James Bond Jr.? Yeah. Name one. Uh, Teen Titans Go. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. I don't want to watch either of them, but... At least Teen Titans Go has a good episode now and then. <laughs> the messed up part is Tiger Claw was even in chat like, I always thought Groot just regenerates. <laughs> like, even Tiger Claw knows Groot regenerates. Why doesn't James Gunn know? <laughs> why, why is James Gunn just like Wait. literally retconning his own movie? Like, come on, man. It's your architect on Twitter. Right. It's messed up. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, Pop Belly Gamers is in chat. What up, Pop Belly Gamers? Said, baby Thanos, yes. <laughs> baby, baby, baby Thanos would be kind of a cool thing to see. Like, even though I, I'm good with, like, just like Superhero Squad Thanos. Like, like that should be baby Thanos. But I feel like baby Thanos would have to look like a baby like younger. Yeah, not like a baby per se. But you know, uh th- they had young Thanos in the Thanos uh the Thanos series that who oh man, who did that one? Was that Aaron? Was that Jason Aaron? I'm not sure. But if they can make baby apocalypse work, they can make baby Thanos work. Yeah. Yeah. Baby apocalypse was wild. (laughs) That's a good story. Remember that scene at the end where he just looks at you from the comic? Uh, where, Where baby apocalypse? His first appearance. Yeah. That was so creepy. Oh, dude. <laughs> that X-Force, man, that was a good book. Yeah. That was a good book. Oh, you know, well, there's another uh, elephant in the room we need to talk about. Uh-oh. What is it? Because, you know, yeah, the baby Groot is fine, but, you know, I got shit last week because Joss Whedon was working with DC and he's going to work with the program and and be a yes man. And the very next day, he he left. He left. <laughs> somebody, there it told, is. somebody told him he couldn't bang the actresses anymore. 
Whoa. I almost forgot about that. He, he's, he's done. He's like, what's the point then? Mo, mo, Mostradamus. <laughs> if I can't because... bang these chicks, I don't have any stories. <laughs> well, that was his thing. He says he, he, I couldn't have, I couldn't get the story. I didn't have the story for Batgirl. It's like, come on, man. Pick like, up a if, fucking at anybody they would hire, like he'd be the dude that said, "Oh, maybe I'll read some comics." Or, you know, call DC and say, hey, what's a really popular Batgirl story? That's the thing, though. Like, the killing joke. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. If you don't stop it. Actually, it's popular. I, actually, I thought they would do, like, a killing joke aftermath where she's, sh- where she's in the wheelchair now and she's got tra- <clears throat> transitioned to be an oracle while she flashes back to her Batgirl days. Or they could do Batgirl Year One. That was actually a really good story. They could do Birds of Prey. I mean, there's plenty of amazing Batgirl stories, and I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon has read them. Like, like I'm pretty sure he knows those stories. Like, I'm pretty sure his pages are stuck together. It felt like the absolute worst excuse ever. Like, I'm sure he probably either he just wanted to go, or they wanted him to go. Either way, it's not even that, man. He wanted a, to go. Here's the thing. He wanted to go because they're all shook up, man. You know, like they don't know what you remember. They had this whole plan for this whole shared universe. Then things started taking place not in that universe. Then they are. Then they're not. Then the director that's saying they are and they're not. He left. So then the other guys and and then they're probably trying to to kind of keep it, sew it together, whatever they can with like the good movies or the better movies of the bunch and they're trying to tell him oh you got to do something that kind of ties into this or something and he just he's being nice about it because i think he's probably trying to do like a doctor horrible reboot with warners or some shit well from what i hear and i was reading an article i don't remember what website and i can't bring it up because my phone is dead but Basically, right now, Warner Brothers is waiting to get purchased by AT&T. Now, if this doesn't happen, then Time Warner is going to sell Warner Brothers and DC Comics and possibly Turner. Separate. So, uh, it was saying basically the a lot of like the smaller projects, they just can't dedicate any energy to it right now because they're waiting to find out you know what is going to happen and if they're going to end up selling everything off then they are not trying to have a bunch of little shit like in the gears while they're doing that yeah i think actually the word came down that they're not going to let that deal go through today like later today i think so i guess dc comics is up for grabs disney all right, oh. let's start a pool. <laughs> you think Disney's like just going to quarter the superhero market, just buy DC too? They might as well. That's hilarious. Now, that I would be like, that's, uh, I, I don't know if I'm down for that. Like, <laughs> that might be too much. Like, that's all the superheroes almost. Like, well, it's not Image. Well, you know, I'll give you that. But I Or Dark say, Horse. Like, when we're talking about market share, though. <laughs> I think it is Dark Horse. It's like, 
if no. you're talking about market share, like you own Disney and I mean you own Marvel and DC, that's like ninety percent of the market. They could do all Disney. They could do all diversity they want if they do that. Jeez, yeah, make man. a Green Lantern movie and just put everything in it. Most just goddamn diverse movie there is. I'm looking in the chat real quick. Hecht says Teen Titans Go is fucking great, you heathens. Sorry to hear you that opinion, Hecht. Uh, it has some great episodes, but the majority of the show is bad. And it stems from the characters being too inconsistent to be, like, relatable. Like, you never know what you're going to get because the characters <laughs> are so inconsistent. Yeah, but That Cyborg, it makes it hard to, like, s- stay with it. You can't go wrong with Cyborg beating his meat. Oh, God. Cyborg what? Beating his meat. No, done. no you Rat- can't. He's ratcheting his clank. Oh, Lord. See? Potbelly Gamers says it's impossible to not have a story on Batgirl, be it Barbara, Cassandra, or even Stephanie. Like I think Whedon was just asked to leave. Was asked to leave WB. One of the rumor things was that they wanted to get female director to do a female movie, but okay. I don't even know if that's true. Like I, I really think this Batgirl movie is not going to happen. I, I mean, look, it wouldn't be beyond DC to like for for that movie just to just not manifest, which would be really silly, especially considering like the the like it, it, it's just I guess working in the vein like how uh, uh, movie executives usually work, you know, usually like they they see a success and they try to replicate it, right? It's like. However, I feel like they're not sure the Batman they have is the Batman they want to keep. That's, no, but I'm that's about to... the, no, but that's the thing. It's like that the the Batgirl is going to be related to that Batman whether they want it or not. Right. And so I think they want to make sure they have the right Batman, which is why I know like you know, they were talking, and I don't know if they're still talking this about like kind of doing a soft reboot of the Justice League to try and fix the things people have been complaining about. How do you do a soft reboot? It's easy, apparently. Yeah, you just do a new movie, say it's connected, and then, well, you know, they soft rebooted Tim Burton's Batman. Just Flashpoint can soft reboot anything. Yeah, well, that's a hard reboot. But yeah. That's like. Yeah. Not if you that's keep. A, you know, most of the like, you know, you keep the same Wonder Woman, same uh, same Superman. Yeah, but different Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Just say he was, uh, I don't know, older or younger or whatever. You but yeah, I, I definitely agree with Joe in that sense, where it's like they feel they can't get the Batman going properly. They're not gonna try and get a Batgirl first. Hector saying uh, Amalgam Universe return <laughs> in, in regards to Disney buying DC and owning Marvel as well. That was a fun universe. Potbelly Pot Gaber says DC land and Walt Disney World. Big Man says, damn, I'd forgotten about Amalgam. That was so bad too. 
So this episode of FS so far is a lot of bad trips down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do, man. There it is. You're welcome, big man. All, all the things you hated. We trigger all your traumas. And there it is. He's like, man, it's like, remember? Remember Barry's? is like, remember James Bond? James Bond Jr.? <laughs> remember Amalgam? There was a couple good things in Amalgam, though. Lobo the Duck was good. I was not a fan of Lobo the Duck. That was tight. And Doctor Strange Fate. I like that. Doctor Strange Fate was pretty awesome, actually. Like, I felt at the time, I felt I liked Doctor Strange Fate more than either of the characters individually. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, didn't, I was not a fan of Doctor I've, I've become a fan of Doctor Strange, at, you know, since then. Yeah. But at that time, I was just like, no, nah, this guy's much cooler than both of these other cats. <laughs> I've always liked both of them. Oh, well, what was okay. what was the name of the Wolverine Batman amalgam? Dark Claw. Dark Claw. <laughs> Such a bad idea. It was so cool though because they got like the animated series Batman for the design. Yeah, it's it it feels very nineties. Yeah, and it was the time that those cartoons were both airing, so it made it was cool. I guess. I don't know. It's just one of those things where, especially for me, I was like, it felt very, like, you know, like, that's, like, the whole thing is a gimmick, right? But that's mm-hmm. the biggest, like, that's the tentpole of the gimmick, where it's like, let's take the two most popular things ever, comic book-wise, and put them together. Batman and Wolverine. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> and Batman we, and Wolverine can't be one person. Yeah, like, like, if, they really wanted, if they really they wanted, if they really wanted, they should have had them fight each other. Say what? They should have had them fight each other. Oh, in the amalgam? Yeah. Yeah. No, but well, that, in the. He ended in, up fighting in the Captain Earth. America. Yeah, and then Lobo ended up fighting Wolverine. That that Captain America Batman Wait, fight but, was like one of the oh, best, the you best books. Get, you wouldn't get they did. Joker Tooth. Say what? Then you wouldn't get Joker Tooth. Oh, no, no, no. Uh oh, what's happening? I don't know. Larry's having internet issues, I'm sure. Which he should, because I'm streaming. But yeah, Joker, yeah, Joker but... Tooth, Sabretooth Joker. I don't know if that was his real name. I just I'm looking at the image right now. Joker Tooth. What else was good in the amalgam? I think that was it, man. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it. I know the last time when we were at Jeffrey's, he's like everybody loved it, and I was like, I don't know, man. I mean, some of it was cool, but it was kind of like, well, like Larry said, gimmicky. What was so special about Lobo the Duck? Wouldn't he just be Lobo but looks like a duck? That's kind of what he was. Yeah. Although I'm looking at a picture. His right arm is super jacked, but his left arm is like a twig. Like, it's literally like half Lobo, half Howard the Duck. I, I might have to pick that up. That's that's weird. I remember I it, Lobo it was the only Duck. one issue, too. That, that's all you need. Don't yeah. tell me these comics were off more than one issue. No, well, like the Dark Claw, it was Dark Claw Adventures. So there was like... There was a couple... Yeah, no, these should all be one-shots. 
they had Super Soldier, Man of War. That was Captain America and Superman. It's like a Spider-Man Superboy. But yeah, that, that was kind of Superboy with the leather jacket. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he's fighting. It looks like a like white venom, like anti venom, but I'm pretty sure it's not anti venom because oh, bizarreage. Yeah, it's bizarro carnage. Yeah, he looks like hey. retarded anti venom. Can you guys hear us? Yeah, you're a little low, but yeah. I don't know what happened. What'd you do? Nothing. Like, we can hear you talking where you're saying, you know, like, oh, something must have happened to Larry's internet, the, the, the talking mess. I'm like, I can hear you, son of a well, bitch. I mean, something clearly happened. I don't know. It's like, we can hear you guys, but you couldn't hear us, so yeah, we hung up and called back. Just because you can hear us doesn't mean your internet didn't fuck up. What? Why, why does it mean, not mean that? Because like, nobody else could hear you. You know, internet works both ways, Larry. It's a send and receive. No, but what I'm saying is, you blame me on my end. But you but know that's what we do. But like, everything is working on look, my end. We're either going to blame so you or me. Something on your end? You're the ones that couldn't hear us. We could hear you. But I could hear Oz. The world could yeah, hear us. Ain't nobody all, could hear you. All, all I'm saying is, from our perspective, everything was working. From your perspective, things were broken. So, okay, okay Mr. President. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, uh, That's like, something I, he would say to defend himself. I, I literally just made good sense. That's not what our president does these days. <laughs> Bigly. Right. Oh, the president's hilarious. I love yeah. when people are commenting on him and then I don't say anything. I just chime in bigly. It always gets a laugh. <laughs> you can't be mad at that. And there's also one where he says titties. Because he was trying to say cities, but he accidentally said titties. Really? Yeah. It was in Detroit or Michigan or something. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Howard but... Stern plays it every day. At least like, <laughs> like twice an hour. See, look, I thought, I thought, like Howard Stern loved having Trump on, though, right? Yeah, it's his friend, and he lo- he was a good guest on the show, but he yeah. he was a Hillary guy. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. he's like he's not he shouldn't be president. He doesn't think Trump. He said anybody that's never served the military should probably not be president. Hillary never served. Oh, interesting. But he goes off of that, like he'll choose, he'll see who. Out of who the candidates are up, he'll pick one. Yeah. Because he feels he has to vote. Uh, he so he votes. He's nonpartisan, so he'll, he'll vote for a Republican or Democrat or. Yeah, that's, that's how it's supposed it. to be. I mean, ideally, but. Uh. <laughs> so I I felt bad because we were talking about the hyena. And. I don't think you guys heard that comment because something happened. The hyena? Right, that's the saber-tooth Joker mix. Oh, Joker-tooth. No, no, the hyena. Like, that's one of the, I was saying, that was one of the best things that came out of Amalgam because, like, that's genius. Like, 
to put Joker and Sabretooth yeah. together as a laughing hyena, man? <laughs> like, dude, like that's like I'm sure it's I, like that character should have lasted. Yeah, in both like, universes. Like, I would not even be surprised if somebody came up with the hyena first. And then they're like, well, I guess we got to combine Batman and Wolverine for that to happen. And they're like, I guess we'll do it. <laughs> like, you know, they're like, that's such a good idea that we need to do that idea, even though it makes no sense to put Batman and Wolverine together. But we're going to do it anyway. Cargoyles had a hyena. Yeah. Man, you know, Gargoyles as a cartoon, which, man, I tell you, I mean, here's that. How's that for triggering your trauma? How's that for what? You know, they they called us out on bringing up bad memories of cartoons, but that's a good one. Oh, dude. Gar- I was just about to say, like, that's one of the best. Gargoyles is, like, one of the best cartoons, period. It, it's it's still sorely uh, underrated. Like, I feel like people don't bring it up nearly enough in conversation. But if you go through, like, Gargoyles, like, Rogue's Gallery, like, the type of villains yep. that end up being created in that during the course of that show... Like and, yeah. and the villains it, have like their own character arcs that are like amazing, right? And sometimes you kind of well, you don't understand a lot of them. Like you, you don't side with them, but you're like you see why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure Xanathos would have won the presidency and probably oh, yeah. been a better president <laughs> than the one we have now. Is that what you're yeah. trying to say? <laughs> I mean, he's in New York, raises big towers, and and. And does things for power, but he's also like he showed kindness in some senses and and common sense in others. Like you know, he was kind because it it was the the right thing to do in the moment for what he wanted to get. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. It's it's what you call it. It's a great show. Yeah. Did they? It's like the anti Teen Titans go. Did they? <laughs> did they combine? Hawkeye and Green Arrow to get Green Arrow? No, Deadshot. Hawkeye and Deadshot? Yeah, it was Deadeye. But he's all green. He looks, he's fucking Green Arrow. I mean, he's Green Arrow now. Hey, I'm looking at the, at the pictures, and if I, if I didn't know this was Amalgam, I would, hey, what's Green Arrow doing there? <laughs> green Arrow shaved. Yeah. So, uh, ooh, plastic sand. Wait, man. Uh, what was? Oh, we were talking like this whole this whole conversation stemmed from Joss Whedon leaving, right? Right. And then you brought yeah. up the the possibility of the merger and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I I I don't know. Do we? Do you? Does anybody want Joss Whedon to make any more comic book movies? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I don't care really. I would put him on the Titans movie. Nope. <laughs> no, not bad. Well, Titans movie, yeah. Not Teen Titans Go movie. I know. That already got made, though, so he's out of the running for it. I need... But, yeah, I would put him on a Titans movie. That would be awesome, I think. When the rights officially go back to Marvel for the X-Men, I need Joss Whedon to do the X-Men reboot. He's going to fuck it up. I disagree. Like, I think Joss Whedon would, like, kill it. He would kill it. And it's like, 
man, I tell you, come on. Think think about the first run of Astonishing X-Men. Think about those sensibilities. And if that was a movie, like Astonishing X-Men is basically a movie. Like, yeah. Have you, have you ever seen Astonishing X-Men as a motion comic? Yeah. It'll make you cry. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it like, it's really like, they could release that in theaters. Yep. <laughs> yep, it, dude, it's it's fantastic. That's what Joss Whedon should do. Marvel should be like, "Hey, come home and, and come and come and and help us do this X Men thing." And then Joss will be like, "I can't. I don't have a story. <laughs> I don't have a story for the X Men." Yeah, I'm sorry. Like I I had a moment just thinking about how awesome that would be. I mean, he can't do the whole thing though. What do you mean? I mean, he could do X Men, but he can't like be in charge of an X universe. Oh, he doesn't have to be in charge of the X universe. He just has to make, like, set the foundation yeah. for the X Men, like the core team. Yeah. Like basically remake the first X Men movie. I mean. I don't know if I want to say it like that. Well, no, remake it in his, like, with his design. Like, just how that movie kind of introduced, you know, the school with the young recruit and, you know. Yeah. I know 3 tried to use the Cure stuff from his, but I remember you met my friend Kellen, right, Larry? I think so. He's Quinn's yeah. brother? Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember we were having an argument because he's like, well, they used kind of Joss Whedon's The Cure arc for that and I'm like really like that's a that's insulting Joss Whedon the way they did it in part 3 yeah that is absolutely true but back to the amalgam thing with Oz they did Devil Bow 2 which was Green Arrow and Daredevil Devil Bow that's a bad name but he's a blind archer What's the worst name? The Double Bow. <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm like, just put it out there. Let's see, like, what name is so bad that it's worse than Devil Bow? I feel like Devil Bow was really bad. Like, I'm kind of like, like, the messed up part is if somebody's just like, what about Matter Eater Lad? <laughs> Matter yeah. Eater Lad is all the a... Legionnaires like names are kind of crappy. E- I like Saturn Girl. No, Saturn Girl is the best one of the best ones. But the name? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the, name. the name. Yeah. The name's okay. It's like you know, Matter Matter Eater Lad is weird. It's it's clunky. I feel like it's a better name than Devil Bow. Like I feel Devil Bow sounds like a bad like yogurt brand you know what i mean or you're just like no i don't eat devil bow makes me sick (laughs) like that's what it that's what that sounds like to me i don't know i don't know it's sad man it's like like we'll never get an amalgam again and we might have disney bias dc we might get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Disney should be allowed to buy DC. What was the Jubilee Robin one? 
did they amalgamize or did they just fight? Like I remember their fight. There's a, a, a drawing, a drawing here. It was it, I guess I'll. This is at a, a doomrocket.com. And it says, make mine amalgam, the seven best characters from the amalgam age of comics. <laughs> uh, let's see, where is this? It says, Bruce Wayne, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was a Bruce Wayne, Agent of, yeah. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? There's Mary Jane Watson, Insect Queen. What about Dare the Terminator? What? Slade Murdoch, Dare the Terminator. A female amalgamation of DC's Deathstroke and Marvel's Daredevil. Oh, I don't, I don't know anything about that. There's Thorion, which is Thorion the Hunter, and it's Thor and Orion mix. It's also oh. a good band name, <laughs> which is already taken. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. They're a good band. They're opera metal. Opera battle. Yeah. Like oh, they... I guess Robin and Jubilee is called Sparrow. Oh, that makes like, sense. Like that they combined. It was the... it, she was in Legends of the Dark Claw. They they combined Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel and came up with Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> right here it says Challengers of the Fantastic, and it's a. Uh... It says, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a high-octane Tom Grummet art. Or maybe it was that it, in a single issue, Challengers of the Fantastic introduced not four, not ten, but 23 different characters mixed from DC and Marvel walking around as if they actually had a right to exist. <laughs> Reading through Carl Kessel and Tom Grummet's debut issue gave me the hot Kirby-era Marvel sweats like crazy. Especially since... I was inclined to appreciate their output given their otherwise pretty damned okay Superboy run. Sparrow. Now, the, Fanta now the, the Fantastic Four are shoved off into periphery. Do you think we could have a sequel, please? The the name you're looking for is uh, Sparrow. That's uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You said that. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, Sparrow. That's actually a, a pretty good character too. Oh, here, here you go. Uh, rounding out that list, so we got Super Soldier, which yeah. is, you know, people like that. It was Mark Wade and Dave Gibbons doing it. What's not to like, you know? Yeah, no, Su Super Soldier was pretty awesome. Even though the shield is a weird shield. Cause it is. Superman but, symbol. Yeah. And it, it's not the fact that it's the Superman symbol that makes it weird. It's the fact that they made it like the little tiny shield. <laughs> like it was almost like take the let's take the the symbol off of his chest, yeah. And like put a handle on the back of it. And it's like <laughs> no, dude, you got to make that bigger. Like it, it was you, a little bigger, but not, big not by much. Yeah, <laughs> not big enough. I mean, it is. He, was was Super Soldier impenetrable? Like well, like like uh, like invulnerable? Yeah, like Superman. Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I don't. I don't remember. I, I feel like w if he was, then it doesn't matter. But if he wasn't, then yeah, he needs a bigger shield. <laughs> yeah, um, and cool. then to top off the list from DoomRocket.com mm -hmm. is Doctor Strange Fate. There you go. He goes. I can't believe someone did it, but there exists a human being 
who found an accessory to go with the Eye of Agamotto. Look at this guy. Who knew that Stephen Strange, the helmet of and the, the helmet of fate, and Professor Charles Xavier would make such an intriguing-looking and obviously formidable character? From this well-executed alchemy came one of Amalgam's comics' prettiest books, as Kevin Nolan supplied the inks over Jose Luis Garcia Lopez's stupendous pencils. The results of their efforts made a book that appeared as though it already existed and contained characters with decades of backstories dedicated to them. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. I wonder if I still have that. I feel like I should have at least a couple of those books somewhere. I know I still have Lobo the Duck. Because I went back and bought that as an adult. Oh, okay. In in Lobo the Duck, there's a character named Dr. Bongface. Yeah. And you know who's in the amalgamation of? Yes, Scarface and Dr. Bong. I don't know who Dr. Dr. Bong is. Yeah. I know Scarface. Huh? I don't know who Dr. Bong is. I know Scarface. Yeah. Dr. Like, Bong was a dude. Dr. Bong was who? He was a supervillain in Marvel back in the day. He had like a fucking, what, it was a bell or some shit. Like a bell head? It was yeah. a, a bell shaped helmet. So he had like a Doctor Fate helmet. It looks like no, no, no. But it had a handle. But it had a handle. Yeah, yeah, because it was a bell. But like that looks like a bell. Like Doctor Fate's helmet doesn't look like it could have been a bell. Oh, Lawrence doesn't know about him because he's a Howard the Duck character. Yeah, that's true. So, and then one of his hands was the thing that hits the bell. So he smacks himself on the head and that makes something happen? Pretty much. There is powers. See, now, I mean, so you're, you're talking about like a, uh, like, we're talking about like a big bell, like a, like a church bell. Here, I'll post, I'll no, post it, I'll post it looks, in chat. So you can it looks like a hotel bell. Like the little ding, ding, ding. Like you call for okay. service bell. But he has it over his head, and then the thing he hits it with is like this big round thing over one of his hands. But the thing you hit the hotel bell, like the service bell with, is your hand, right? Right, but that's just how it looks. But a bell rings because there's a ball in it, but that would be his head. So he bangs it with a ball from his hand. I put a picture in chat so you you can see what we're talking about. I'll go take a look. I, like that doesn't make any sense. He actually has a pretty cool design, aside from the fact that his head's a bell. <laughs> like I wouldn't even call it a helmet because like there's eyes, nose, and mouth on it. Yeah, where and... I'm looking him up, it it calls it a helmet. But I don't know. Like, does he ever take it off? I don't know. There, he actually he. I'm looking right here. He, he actually came out in Deadpool 28 with new art, you know, not the old, old school uh, Howard the Duck art. And he looks kind of cool. Dr. Bong. And so this is not the amalgam. This is like the actual character. Yeah. 
And what was the character he he? What was the amalgam? He was amalgam of Scarface. Yeah, Bong Face. And Scarface, the the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bong face. That's weird. Hmm. That's weird. Actually, that's a cool design for the puppet. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> and you know, not to not to um get all like trippy on you, but they have in the news, I don't want to get ahead of, of ourselves on the news either, but the Amalgam universe is Earth 9602. And Benedict Cumberbatch confirmed a uh, that MCU is starting to get into the multiverse. Oh, yeah. So we might get... I was practicing my Benedict Cumberbatch impression all week. What, what does your Benedict Cumberbatch impression sound like? Uh, I'll give you a hint. It rhymes with shit. Piff? It's not good. <laughs> Word. Word. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe we will see a Malcolm in the movies. Who knows, man? Stranger things have happened, right? On Netflix. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, should we talk about the beef? Yeah. Let's talk about the beef. Did anybody? Did did you guys get to read the beef? No, I didn't. I saw the picture of the cover and was disturbed. (laughs) (laughs) I've been I've been looking at preview art and and yeah, just concepts and stuff for I think about a good six months. It's not about a dude with no skin, right? That was just a cover. (laughs) Well, what cover did you see? It looked like a like a can of of. of meat, but it was a picture yeah. of a dude with no skin on it. Yeah. Um, the first issue doesn't show you that. Well, it does, but not really. Yeah. You read it, Larry? I did read it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, the beef number one of five is it, it, Richard Starking's new book with Shaky Kane. And I forget the other guy's name. Uh, I can look it up real quick. No, I got it right here. It's oh. Shaggy Kane doing art and colors. Richard Sarking doing plot, script, and letters. And then Tyler Shaneline doing plot and script. With John Rochelle doing designs. And Francisco Buscamante being Amigo. Being amigo, yeah, like he just he gets a credit for being his friend. Oh, okay, yeah. it's, it's weird, but I you, with a credit like that, you have to bring it up. You know what I mean? I right, right. I thought I thought we were talking about like the <laughs> singular of the amigos. Yeah, no, no, amigo means friend. 
Right. No, I do. I, I do know what amigo means. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this issue dropped today. Dropped is what we say in the in the industry. <laughs> and it starts off with a flashback uh, of a dude whose dad worked at a meat processing plant. And uh, he grew up being bullied, consuming beef products and burgers and shit. And then the book Salt and Peppers You with little little weird facts about hormones and meat and shit and how they can affect the body. And it culminates with that guy getting superpowers from the processed meat. And, you know, I would say that's a spoiler, but that's not really, like, the point of this book. This is part one of five. So, like, the spoilers are going to happen around issue three, I think, because that's where the meat of the this product is, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But this one, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a quirky book in terms of uh, execution. It reminds me a lot of, like, the old... The old comics, like old independent oh. comics from like, oh, what were you going to say, Larry? No, I said I agree. Yeah, like the old, you know, like Robert Crumb, the underground comics that weren't superhero oriented, Um, you know, Fritz the Cat, shit like that, Love and Rockets, you know? Mm-hmm. It has that feel. Um, yeah. It, it it did take a little getting used to for me because it's like the art is stylized and bad at the same time. <laughs> right. But the bad is part of the charm. I would agree with so you on that. If you'd watch, um, you know, like, you know, people like Toxic Avenger and all those trauma films. Right. Like for the similar reason. It, it's like a trauma film comic. And, uh, yeah, I... I enjoyed reading it. It also reminded me of a cartoon that nobody has seen. And the Which cartoon know, is it? The reason I know nobody has seen is because the second season's finally coming out after like five years. And to promote it, they threw a concert with Exodus and Municipal Waste um, head, co-headlining. And none of you motherfuckers know who they are. No. But it's a cartoon called Mr. Pickles. Mr. Pickles? Dude, <clears throat> of course I know that shit. I know you know it, but I thought you were in the bathroom. No, I'm no, I, I know, I know, you, I know you know Mr. Pickles. And it's and actually pretty infamous in the animation review community. I'm Why? Because everybody hates it? or Yeah. Yeah, everyone it, it's, hates it. It, it's, it because it's not like it's not like Rick and Morty, you know. Like Rick and Morty is the what tra- what elevates that Adult Swim cartoon genre, but it's like, not that. It's like more lowbrow than than. Yeah, Rick and if Morty. we take all the smart stuff out of Rick and Morty and then make it ugly, like that's Mr. Pickles. And it's it's ugly. Like it'll it'll probably make like Larry throw up. Oh jeez, I don't want to throw up. 
And it's and not. I mean, it, that's just because of the writing, not even the like what it looks like. And I'll be honest, like there was just something about it. Like I like Super Jail. Like that yeah. show to me is like really charming. Like I love the art style. And they get away with they kind of do like some of the same stuff as Mr. Pickles, like at times. But when Mr. Pickles, like it's just kind of ugly, and I don't like know. The, sh- the sheriff is on skates. The like, sheriff's on skates. Yeah, he on roller skates, like the old metal ones. <laughs> why? Because he likes it. Okay. Like they don't explain why. I assume it's because he likes it. But he'll like he'll go into a crime scene like moonwalking with skates. That's weird. Or it's also like, you know, like the Eric Andre show has the same effect too, where it's just like disgusting and gross and I don't want to look at it, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I will say that I like some episodes of Eric Andre show and others I don't. It just depends on yeah. Where where I'm at but and what he, po- what they're trying to do because some things I'm just like oh that they should have done that to that person. I, if you so let me give you a rundown of Mr. Pickles real quick <laughs> just so everyone knows what we're it, the talking context. about. Yeah. Lawrence. Um, Mr. Pickles is about a dog that's a demon. That's a demon hell dog, and it goes around doing crazy shit like killing people, raping. And helping his uh, master out when he, he has, like, problems. His master has, like, a 59 IQ. And he's got the, like, polio legs. The polio, polio legs. legs? Yeah, like the harnesses on his legs? Like Forrest Gump? What? Yeah. So it's like the little boy, and he's a normal little boy, just, he's stupid. And, like, oh, Mr. Looks- Pickles will, like, kill people that fuck with them and yeah he protects them and with hellish power yeah that's and i think a lot of the places it kind of loses me is that a lot of the like gore and murder won't even be connected to the story of what's going on with him It'll just be randomly thrown in. Like, there'll be an episode where it's like a Lassie episode where the the kid and the dog are, like, in the adventure in the forest, like, finding some treasure or some shit. And then the dog hasn't killed anybody the whole episode. So, like, the park ranger will come up without even bothering anybody, and he'll just, like, slice them in half. Actually, more like five pieces. The... Unlike Super Jail, where it's all connected. The kid like, looks like all a... this random horrible murder is happening, but it's all connected to what's going on in the story. So, to bring it back to the beef, is like the main character in the beef is like the dude that doesn't belong in Mr. Pickles, but is stuck with the Mr. Pickles world around him. But he's just eating, you know, he grows up in this town where the biggest company that owns everything is the beef processing plant. And he eats the beef and then eventually from consuming so much beef, he gets a superpower, which is to turn inside out. I'm sure there's other powers to it, but that's where this issue one leaves us. Spoilers. 
<laughs> it seems like kind of a useless power to turn inside out. Well, we don't know where it's going to go because it, it, there's no fight or anything. He just hulks out or in yeah. or in and out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's more than just turning inside out. Um, but... I think a lot of the charm from this book comes from the way that the creators or creator views meat and factory farms in this country. And that gives us some humor, something that resonates with me, which adds to another another level of charm for this book. I I will say that um like I, I do feel like the, the book does like it, it does kind of pull you into that world and I couldn't even tell you why it does it. Cause... I can tell you why. Okay, tell us why. You like Napoleon Dynamite, right? Yeah. It, that's that's the Napoleon Dynamite effect. It makes no sense when you compare it to, well, for in this case, for to any other comic or any other superpowered character comic. But you're sucked in and invested in all these characters to watch them, the bad ones fail and the good ones triumph. Maybe. I don't know. Like, cause it, it, it was weird because, like, honestly, all the characters feel really bland except for, like, the bully, the bu- one that one bully dude. And he's really terrible. I was just like, oh, my God, I hate this guy. Yeah. Like, because he just says all types of terrible things to everybody. And just like, he's like everything. He's sexist. He's racist. He's friggin' ill mannered. He uses the word faggot. Yeah, yeah. Homophobic. Like, he's like, he's everything. He's like all the bad things in the person. I give the writers props for putting it in because everybody's afraid to putting it in, to put it in now. And he's not Eli Roth. What? What did he put it in last? What, faggot? Yeah. He puts it in every movie he makes. No, like, but everything lately, where like, he's the producer has someone saying faggot. Did he put it in, in Green Inferno? You know what? I didn't see Green Inferno, so I can't speak to that one. But I can speak to Cabin Fever of the two hostels, hostels that he did. Um, having a hard time remembering my Eli Roth filmography, but to my knowledge, and that with the exception of the Green Mile, I thought all of his movies had it in there. Yeah, Eli Roth made the Green Mile. No. Green Inferno. Oh. That's the one about the cannibals. Yeah. Yeah. And they make that guy's face ugly. Like, he really, like, he's really, he's like Jack Kirby ugly face ugly. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the, that a lot of this art is kind of Kirby influenced, but it's like well, I'm into this art thing. I really love grotesque, as we call it in the art community, where it's like 
you know, should have looked like a messy dental table, you know? And this book kind of has that without the gore. And then when he turns inside out, the gore too. I like that a lot. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think Joe had to throw up. So he left. And he's going to blame it at, on us. I was distracted looking at Mr. Pickles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's cute, huh? The kid looks like a, like a young Bill Dautrieve. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh... The mom looks like a, like, whatchamacallit, like a Luan type. Yeah, this, this show looks, like, there's a, I'm looking at a picture of a dude, like, mooning you, but his butt is a face. <laughs> I don't know what, what that's about. I see Mr. Pickles using a bag to kill a dude. Yeah. Oh, I might have to watch it. Oh, it, it, you'll love it. They're only like 15-minute episodes. But it's like it's like Lassie on crack. Or on PCP, more likely. Like, the, the concert that I mentioned earlier is called the Mr. Pickles Thrashtacular. And the logo for it is fucked up. Like, it just looks fucked up. See, Mr. Pickles. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing that. I thought that was actually from the show. Yeah, no, no, that's the flyer for the concert. It's like Mr. Pickles with with demon phases coming out of everywhere. Yeah, like it's melting into monsters. He's got hands coming out of everywhere. Like, I actually want to go to the concert because I love Mr. Pickles and I love Exodus and Municipal Waste. Well,. Exodus more than municipal waste, but I do enjoy municipal waste. But yeah, and then if you get to like, yeah, I didn't I didn't even know the season was coming. I, I just figured it was. It's been like five years, so. But I don't want to digress too much from the beef. But that that's that's my view on the beef. I I, I actually give this book. Um. Give it four tin cans out of five because I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the the ugliness of the art, the grow the the style of these older underground comics, and the cover. I really enjoyed the cover a lot. It's just a, a stark white cover with the picture of a can with the comic book art on the can instead of like the Libby's beef. Uh, in the comic, they actually show you the process of putting the cover on the can. And I think it was all done in, like, Photoshop. But it looks so, like, real and gritty, uh, kind of gross. But I'll never have meat in the can again after reading the pickle, the the beef. And you just read the, the first... Well, I guess that's only... Yeah, the, out, right? the first one came out today, so... That's it. That's like I gotta wait a month. You gonna get all five? You think? 
Oh yeah, I want. I definitely want to see where it goes, and I want to, you know, I want to see how the powers work. I want to see where it goes because it, it. They call it a by the 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 arc is called Tainted Love, a biochemical romance. So, um, I want to see where it goes in terms of the romance part and in terms of the superpower being part. So it's rare that they put the two together in comics nowadays. It used to be, you know, Peter Parker had to choose between Felicia or Mary Jane, and that was a whole six-issue arc instead of this, like, ends of the earth stuff. Not to say that ends of the earth isn't any good. It's just Peter Parker used to have a lot of drama in his life, and I I, I enjoyed reading that. Um, I I. I hope this book kind of delivers that because I know I haven't seen that in comics in a while. The little romance drama with superpowered beings. So yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to get all five. Uh, it's three ninety nine on the Image app. It's three ninety nine in print too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I used to not buy digital because of. Um, because the the price, you know, they they include the printing price on the digital. But this is Richard Starkings. It's a it's a guy that not only supported Fantastic Forum from before it existed. Yeah. I just told him I was gonna do it, and he gave me every Elephant Man issue to date. He had his artist give me a piece of art, and he came on the show anytime, and he, he's willing to come on anytime. So definitely, like. I'll support his book and it, you know, just on that alone, I'll tell you to buy it. If you, if you love Fantastic Forum, Forum, buy that book. But it's it's only five issues, so I'm definitely going to stick with the story. I want to see where it goes. Now, with Image, if you buy the uh, the print version, do you get the digital code? I mean, you know, with, I, I doubt it. With, then with uh with this guy, obviously, we recommend you just buy both. But you know, some yeah. You know, yeah, I don't think they give you a digital copy if you buy the regular in an image. I haven't seen that happen. What I do know is if you buy it on Amazon, well, I, actually, I can't even say that for this issue. I know when I have bought issues on Amazon, they've given me free stuff. Oh, wow. You so. can actually, they're still doing subscriptions. Oh, image? Yeah, at least for yeah. this book, you can subscribe for all five for thirteen ninety seven or well, fourteen bucks. That's a little bit oh, of a save, isn't it? That's yeah, no, I mean that's five issues at four bucks. You save six dollars. Let's just say those six dollars go to shipping, but you'll get those issues sent to you. I, I might actually do that though. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know they were. Comic comic uh, companies are still doing subscriptions. I remember. Those. I think I think Image is the only one that's doing it. They give you you can pick six issues for thirty bucks. I think or eight. It was a ten for forty. They they had a whole breakdown, but they don't they don't promote that that much. We gotta talk to their sales team. <laughs> oh, because it's something that we could help them promote. Yeah, I I used to love the subscription model because it saved me having to go through some bad neighborhoods to to buy my comics. Well, it's like now, look, you know, I I used to work shitty jobs, 
where I didn't have time to go to the comic shop. But because it was a shitty job, I didn't mind being late. So I would stop by Jeffrey's or, you know, or Pulp Fiction before going to work. Because, like, fuck that job. Now it's like, okay, I go into work before the shop opens. Right when I th- the shop opens, I want to head over there. But then I get a haircut. And in the middle of that, I get another one. And then next thing I know, it's like, okay, I cl- I'm closed, and then the shop is closed too. So that's just how it goes for me now. That's why I just that's why I just buy digital no matter what the price is. Or Amazon for trades. Or I tell Larry to pick me up Swamp Thing Winter Special, number one. That's true. Glad, you got that right. Glad you decided yeah, to join yeah, us. Yeah, I, I haven't picked it up yet, but it's in the pull box. Okay, cool. So we'll pick it up next week. Yeah. Um, Larry, what were uh, you know? I rambled on about the beef to the point, and Mister Pickles to the point of making your internet fail again. <laughs> you can't blame us on this time. No, no, I did that. That was definitely me that time. Um, but what would what were your uh, impressions of the beef? I mean, it was an interesting an interesting uh, uh, first chapter, you know, where it was just like because I didn't know anything about it, and so I was reading. I think more than anything, what what like I was trying to figure out what's going on initially. And then it kind of pulls you into that world or whatever with these people. And, you know, I mean, like I said, it's like the, like, I don't know that that the characters are necessarily super compelling at first as much as just like what's happening to them. And you're just kind of like, you know, like, where are we going with all this? And but it doesn't it like the, the way that the narration goes I feel like draws you in, yeah. And um, and yeah, like I mean, and that those two dudes, the bully guys, like they're terrible. Like they're like friggin', they're they're friggin', like when I tell you they cover every base of terrible thing. Yeah. Like even like bestiality. Like he right. Beast- I was gonna tell Joe for Joe. I was gonna say that repeat that joke, but <laughs> Joe, there's a bestiality joke in there. Yeah. Okay. And I'm just like, cool. he, he, here's the joke. He goes, he's trying to like fuck with people, so he says, "You ever seen what happens when you stab a cow in the ass?" And then the other guy says, uh, "What's he say?" Let's see, something like, "I just try to hold on oh, yeah, before yeah, yeah. they try to run away or something yeah. like that." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "You ever seen what happens to a cow when he stab when what happens when you stab a cow in the ass?" I usually just try and hold on till I'm done. And then the guy says, Jesus, no, with a knife, you sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh like that. And I was just like, jeez. <laughs> I was like, these guys, man. I'm like, That's these, hilarious. These two dudes, like the only thing that they didn't reference was like child abuse. Like, that's it. Like, the baby, you know, it's like. Issue but, two. Huh? Issue two. It's Right, exactly. I'm just saying. 
But they're yeah, right. Like the, the the opening page could be like one of these two dudes slapping a baby. Like I would, it wouldn't even be like, let's, oh, why? Let's are hope you doing it's just that? slapping. I don't know. People are super soft these days when it comes to harming babies. Like I think the last person I saw really not pro-choice people give it to a baby was, um, fuck, I can't remember who writes it, but who writes Crossed. Like that oh, gave it to baby. Garth Ennis. Yeah, like he'd give it to a baby, but I don't think most other writer artists would. Yeah, these guys are terrible, and they got ugly Kirby faces. Kirby. Well, there's also that ugly Kirby hand. Yeah, yeah, they do have ugly Kirby hands too. It reminded me of that Ed McGinnis Black Panther hand that we talked about last week. <laughs> Where it's like nothing wrong with that head. Well, because I, you know, honestly, like I enjoyed this book, and I can't think of bad things, but that the hand sticking out like that was kind of bad. Now, is this a book that we have on our drive, or no? I, I bought it. Oh, okay, Which you have. I it? Can, you know what I, I can do? I oh. can. I can get you a copy. Okay, I think I would like to check it out. You enjoy it because it does have the feel of those old like radio comics or yeah, like oh, I love radio comics. It, it's that the art is that feel. It's it's ugly art, but it's ugly for that reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Like like Robert Crumb, it, it's like a, a acid trip, you know. Like unfortunately, an acid trip, you know, deals with what you have inside instead of what's in front of you but yeah maybe I'll read this book on acid because <laughs> that's legal well you know what they do capture really well too is the eyes of the cows yeah and that's fucking the, the most disturbing part is when oh. they're actually butchering the meat like it almost feels like they put all the energy in that and then the other stuff yeah. looks like the humans are like if I want to get like artistic about it it's like the humans are ugly because they have all this greed and this anger and this hate towards each other and this violence and then the cow it, it just looks extra gory when they kill it and yeah. extra gentle when it's alive and it's like it's almost preachy artistic preachy and, and me as a recovering uh meat eater it's like you know I try to be vegetarian when I can, but I'm not going to force it. You know what I mean? Oh, but, I didn't know that. Yeah. When did it, this yeah. start? It, last year, sometime last year. Like, yeah. I was I was vegetarian for like six months, and then now it's like I opt to not eat meat. And then sometimes I'll eat some meat, you know? Mm-hmm. But, it, yeah. definitely, it definitely made me think, the book made me think of uh, Faces of Death. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. No, like, the first faces of death I ever saw, which I didn't was the cow see. one with the chickens and Yeah, they, yeah. they show you slaughtering cows. My sister know, became like, vegetarian those. for a month. I was like, that's that. terrible. Then my mom made pupusas. <laughs> but but it's like it was like that, like the art was evocative of that and it was like mm -hmm. totally like, you know, Mo's right about the eyes, like the, the, like the the cows emote more than the people in this particular book. Oh yeah, and I think and, that that's supposed that's on purpose, I guess. It's up by design. It it actually 
because you know Larry talked about the characters being bland and yeah I don't know maybe there's a secret like cow god that gives this guy the power or something and it turns out cows are the the more enlightened species that's gross because I know because I know that's kind of like well it's also like the Buddhist thing too you know yeah or Hindu thing so and I know um I know Mr. Star Kings does. Uh, I don't know if he tries to live the way towards the teachings of Buddha, but I can sense in certain things he does online. And uh, yeah, so that might be that might be an underlying thing that you know that that could be in this <laughs> book, but who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a good book. I would definitely. Well, it's I definitely any recommend you're it. Pick up. <laughs> it's not for everybody. It's not, or it's not the type of book that'll be for everybody. But if you're the type of person that you're like, "Hey, I'm kind of burnt out on on superhero comics," generally speaking, it's like this might be a book that will will have a take. Yeah that'll probably be different and you'll be like you know what it's not about superhero comics it's just about you know maybe you just want something different something to do i know that's what drew me to it like well at least that that's not what drew me to it it's what made me enjoy it where it's like it's unlike anything anyone's putting out there yeah definitely and it you know it deserves love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. You're you're either gonna love it or hate it, and uh, I guess that's the process. That's the purpose of it. Because if you're just okay with it, then it didn't do its job. <laughs> right. So cool. Um, should we get into some news? Fine. <laughs> No, no more news. I just didn't know. Wait, Ooh, comic book news. We should have a like, uh, comic book like news. her. <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Oh, sorry, what were you saying, Will? Nothing. Oh. It was just filler till he played the music. Oh god. He was he was looking for the file. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, we're a well machine, Larry. We are. Well, we you were until Larry kind of ruined it by yeah. asking questions. Yeah. That's me, the ruiner. Uh, Wonder Woman sequel, Lasso's Ghostbuster actress Kristen Wiig as the villainous Cheetah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, she has eyes like that. Wait, what? Oh, it's funny. Yeah, Kristen Wiig has those wild cheetah eyes. Like, she looks... <laughs> like, you know how she doesn't always look human all the time? I don't know what you're talking about. I know what he's talking about. How dare you say Miss Wig does no. not always look human. It's I not about her. that. She's a great actress. She's really funny. She She doesn't look human all the time. She has interesting features. Why would they want to point out she was in Ghostbusters? 
Like Bridesmaids, SNL, something, but not Ghostbusters. That's that's just the site, I think. That site hates her, apparently. So so <laughs> here, the site says that that's the bold uh what was it headline and then the actual article coming off the recent rumor. So there's rumors that Anne Minerva would be the main villain in Wonder Woman and then now she's cast in it. Wait, so wait, so the wait what? Anne Minerva is Cheetah. So they're updating a previous article. Oh, got it. Um she's a good actress. Yeah. What was she in? Bridesmaids. Like, Bridesmaids Saturday Night Live. Like literally we literally just like talked about like Two or three things you just did. She was an extract. Right. Downsizing. I didn't get to see that. Was that good? I haven't seen it either. I, I wanted to see it. It's going to yeah, happen. Me too. Wonder Woman 2 will have a, a 80s Cold War setting according to this. That should be cool. But... Didn't Wonder Woman, like, hide from the world in the 80s? Uh, they're not counting. They're not counting. Uh... Counting what? What was it? Batman versus Superman. BBS, yeah. Like, I think that's retconned out. But that was it. <laughs> they did the same thing in Justice League where... Bruce Wayne was giving her shit for that. Like, oh, you fucking left the world because your boyfriend died. And you were gone for 100 years. Well, I mean, that was a retcon on BVS, too. She can she can still do something during the Cold War to just be low profile. Yeah, especially Cold or War, because that's all espionage shit. Right, or covered up. You know what I mean? I don't want to cover like, up Super uh, Wonder Woman. It's like, you know, you can't. It's not today where, you know, it's like social media. Like, remember, like, things happened in the 80s and people didn't know about some, like, big things <laughs> that we find, you find out later. You're like, wait, what happened? Like, they covered it up. Like, that, that's possible then. If they were like, oh, yeah, you know, it was in the early 2000s, that'd be different. <laughs> yeah, I hope they get Cheetah right. That would be, that'd be pretty interesting if they do like, I feel like it's a, it's a hard villain to like strike the right tone with yeah it's not there's a thin they, line between they... what cheetah should probably look like and a furry <laughs> I, just, I mean like, they could just go with it I feel like even in the animated joints they don't always get it right she was great in doom justice league doom yeah yeah yeah, and I mean, yeah, they kind of Batman her up in the Justice League series, mm-hmm. but you know, she wasn't terrible. No, but it's just I like I I feel like it's one of those characters that you I mean, could, Brave and the Bold fucked her up. You you can Brave and the Bold. I consider I think they fucked everyone up except for Huntress and Aquaman. No, that was terrible. I like that Aquaman. I know you do. 
<laughs> Look, I just feel like, you know, you could totally go like oh, like mess around and just put go move over one direction a little too much and next thing you know it's like the character's not working the way it's supposed to because it's like you know next thing you know it's like she's fighting like a werewolf you know what I mean it's like it's not a werewolf mm. no they have to do the obligatory oh I gotta shape my legs again joke I mean why do they have to do that because that they're going to they just have to. It's like you. There's, there's no way to not do that joke, not when you have a hairy woman, and you're casting a comedian in that part. But she can be a serious actor. I doubt that. No, it's actually, it's easier for comedians to be serious actors than it is for serious actors to be funny. I'm not saying yeah. it's not possible. I'm saying it's no. Kristen I'm Wick. saying it's happened. It happens more often than you think. Like, yeah, take Robin Williams. Robin Williams, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Louis C.K. Uh, who Jim else? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, like he's a big one. You know, like they've all transitioned into serious actors. Now, the fact that some people can't comprehend that move is tough. But then you try to see other people try to be funny. And you, you know, we laugh at their failures. No. Yeah, he did great when he went serious. Yeah. Yeah. Now we can't even get him to be funny anymore. Nope. Oh, except in the circle, he had like one really good joke. Or in in selfies. He's funny in selfies. Uh. The Daily Mail UK has this exclusive. Stanley fires manager and his nurse who gave him naked showers and happy endings over plot to estrange him from his daughter, Solaire. Now, you realize the Daily Mail UK is not an actual newspaper, right? No, it's a website. It's it's not real. It's like the Inquirer of of Europe, right? Right. The Inquirer has been right a few times. <laughs> Name once. Well, every time they they played the the three lies and the truth game, they had a truth in it. The blind <laughs> items. Is that where he got the STD? I what? don't know, but here's what they allege. Here's what they uh, allege happens here. Where they they have bullet points. We really should it's, not entertain this. Hey, until it's proven not true. <laughs> like, is that how we do? <laughs> Stanley fired longtime manager Mac Anderson amid claims of a plot to drive a wedge between him and his only child. He fired Linda Sanchez, a nurse who admitted to giving him naked showers and also accused giving him happy and en- accused of giving him happy ending massages. She sounds dirty. Yeah. Anderson also is alleged to have uh, rode with J.C. Lee so badly that her friend called the cops to her father's home to have him removed. Stanley told officers he feared for his life around Anderson, a convicted felon 
who has accompanied him to dozens of comic book conventions. And then he says, Sanchez has effectively vanished since the cops were called and police are also probing $1.4 million missing from Stan Lee's account. Wait, he made, he made her disappear? No, she she got away. Or like, he spent one point four million on a hitman that did a great job. And according to Daily Mail UK, Stan Lee co-created Spider Man, Fantastic Four, Iron Man, and the X Men and the Incredible Hulk. And is worth fifty million dollars. Who did he co create them with? They don't say. Exactly. Kirby getting fingered again. I mean, Kirby didn't create all those people. Neither did Stanley. Um, the <laughs> X-Men, Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk? No, you said Spider-Man, right? Oh, yeah, him too. Yeah. yeah it was Stanley and Dan Slott. You're hilarious. <laughs> you better stop it. <laughs> um... I do see something here where they're saying Stan Lee says he's battling pneumonia. Yeah, that too. He, he Which put out pneumonia's a, not fun. He put no, out a but video I'm saying, on, like, you know, Stan Lee's like 95, so when you get pneumonia at 95, it's like you die. It, well, it's a it, little fun. It killed the Bernie but not Mac at, 95, at 60, no. right? Say what? It killed Bernie Mac at what, like 60-something? Yeah. Oh, did he get pneumonia? Yeah, yep. that's, that's what that's what killed him. I forget his age, Damn. but I know it was pneumonia. Yeah. I like. It's crazy because um. You know, we saw. I, I don't know if you heard, or saw Jay, but you know, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Smith had a heart attack. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, and he had, you know, he had little, the Widowmaker. Yeah, this little went to the hospital, and they said that. Like your friggin' his friggin' whole artery was all clogged up, and he was like, you know, he I guess he was supposed to do two shows. He did one, and then he wasn't feeling good, and decided to go to the hospital. And he was saying, like, you know, doctor said if he had stayed to do that second show, he'd probably be dead. Oh man! But I was just like, how crazy would it be if Kevin Smith died before Stanley? That would have been awesome. What? What are you talking about? Do you want Stanley to die? I don't want either one of them to die, but well, you have to pick Stan one. Stan Lee is a yeah. Old you have man. to pick one, huh? You have to pick one. I don't have to pick either. No, I don't. It You're happened lying. to me. No, they both need to live. Not really. I mean, whoa, di- whoa. Didn't didn't Kevin Smith like rip off all games? Yes, exactly. Look, he created his Kevin network Smith after made talking to Scott. Too. <laughs> what? What? I think anybody could have made Clerks 2. No, Clerks that's one. not true. Not anyone could have made Clerks 2. Yeah, I don't think so. That was special. Why Why not Clerks 1? No, I love Clerks 1, but uh, Clerks 2 is a ama- The story behind Clerks 2 is amazing because Clerks 2 should not have gotten made <laughs> because it's ridiculous. Like, just the idea of Clerks 2 is ridiculous. <laughs> but he made it work. He did. You know he's going to make a Clerks 3, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, Mo. <laughs> Look at you. 
Look, I'm still waiting for the cartoon to come back. Yeah. The cartoon was kind of funny. Did he say it was coming back? Like, it didn't have the bite of the sh- the movie, which kind of hurt it. But... Well, yeah, it didn't have the bite. But now it can have the bite. That's true. It's like everything has, like, you know, I hear fuck, shit, piss, cunt, motherfucker, cocksucker on FX. And now we have Adult Swim where you can say anything, really, as long as you put a bleep on it. And he's homies with Netflix, right? And BBC. And Hulu. And Amazon. Nice. Like he's yeah, got I would show. love a good Clerks cartoon. He's got a show on every one of those streaming services. Now's the time to strike because he's just, he just had a heart attack. That means yeah. people, you know, he's worth money now. He's got to get his shit in order. Well, no, I mean, look, people are gonna are gonna whatever he wants to do, he's gonna get to do now. But it just goes to show you, don't lose weight, man. <laughs> you crazy? No, I want to. Well, when he was fat, none of this ever happened, and he would smoke a cigarette, none of this happened. Like these girls, Girl Scouts are saving my life with these damn cookies. Hex in chat, he says Kevin Smith ripped off all games. How many people did Stan Lee rip off? How dare you, Hex? <laughs> Mostly just Kirby. I'm he, just saying, he, pick one. He also said Kevin Smith said Clerks Three ain't happening. Well, yeah, now, sure. And Mallrats Two either. Tiger Claw says because another studio owns the rights to Clerks. So he's supposed to do Jay and Silent Bob rebooted. I thought Jason Mewes didn't want to do that anymore. Man, Jason Mewes don't really get a lot of say in what he does and doesn't do, right? I mean, he's got that one show where he's the janitor. What show is that? I don't know the name of the show. Oh. Did you ever hear Jay and Silent Bob get old? No. It was a podcast where 50 episodes was dedicated to Jason Muse's heroin addiction. I think they uh, did they stop doing that show? Yeah, well they yeah, they stopped doing a lot. They I mean, you know, just like all games, they had a bunch of awesome shows and then they stopped. He ripped <laughs> off that too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like, we're over here talking about the movies he's not gonna make. He might not make age forty-eight. Oh man, you guys are rough. The script for that was terrible, though. You for age forty-eight. That's um, the JJ Abrams movie, right? What? Age forty-eight. No. Oh. No. Like he's, he's gonna turn it into Cloverfield Seven? No, because he's forty-seven. Uh, did you guys hear um about this thing how how diamond might be doing a direct a direct uh pull service yeah <laughs> i heard about it sounds kinky <laughs> to, to who to customers oh my god so the idea is that you can Basically, they'll have an app called Pullbox, and you can order your comics directly from the app, and then they deliver them to your local comic shop. What do you guys think of that? 
It's too many middlemen. It's a cute idea, I guess. <laughs> too many middlemen, cute idea. Like, I mean, realistically, like the only thing I would use it for is just so that Jeffrey would have like weird ass comics coming in that he didn't know why they were there. But if you could get them straight to your tablet, Joe, or straight to your mailbox. Yeah, that would be awesome. Like but, literally, I got the beef. I got the notification that the beef number one came out today at nine fifty-five in the morning. At nine fifty-six, I was reading it. And that's kind of where I am right now. Like because I'm all digital. Like as soon as something is out, I can get it digitally. Like I don't have to worry about stuff like that. Like physical books. Right. <laughs> well, like going on an app and then having to pay for it on your app and then still wait, can you pay for it on that? I I I don't know. It doesn't seem like you can. I don't yeah, I don't know. Cuz if you could pay for it on your app, you could get it to your house. But so, I would just order a I'm going to assume you can't. So, you order it and then you still have to drive and then you still have to make sure you have the cash on hand. Oh, but I mean, yeah, I would just send a bunch of manga to Jeffrey so he could like flip out. Wonder how he's gonna sell it. Well, you have to buy it if yeah, you like. It. Well, yeah, I would, but he would be confused at first. But no, then here's the thing: it's like I get like if you're like all I do is buy digital, then yeah, that wouldn't be for you because it's it's from Diamond, so it's physical stuff. But Larry, but, I already have one less middleman. What do you mean? I just text you to get it. <laughs> but what I'm saying I mean, is realistically, what's the difference between me asking Jeffrey to pull like to order something for me and me going to the app? Well, the difference is you'd be able to do it beforehand, like do the like like when it's solicited initially. Yeah, that's what I can do at Jeffrey's. No, but well, you could maybe. Yeah, like if I if I read previews and I see something, I say, "Hey, Jeff, can you get this for me?" And you'll say, yeah. Uh -huh. So it's the same thing. The only thing it does is that it makes less interaction between me and my comic shop owner, like or, or my comic shop. It's just it's putting a wall between us crazy. and the comic book <laughs> sellers. <laughs> it's like I, I would rather go into the shop and talk to Jeffrey, say, hey, how's it going? I saw this thing in previews. Can you order it for me? And I'll say, yeah, I'll get that for you. Like, I wasn't going to order any, but, you know, I'll get one for you and maybe one or two more just in case anyone else, like, you comes through. Like, I don't know if it's going to sell. Maybe I'll buy, like, two or three. When's this app coming out? It. I don't think they have an official date yet. Um, in this day and age? In this day and age that they don't have an official date? What do you mean? Like, in this day and age, if you mention that you're going to do an app that does something, like, it's going to come out, like, the next day. Why? Because that's how this digital age works. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's like... It, it that's how it is. I, I'm just, like, we're talking about people that are buying comic books. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel to be... Like, I feel like people that buy comic books... I used to waiting for stuff. 
Right, but you're not trying. They're gonna they're, no, I'm waiting for late. stuff right they're, now. We always, you know, we always talk about this. You have an arcane way of thinking, and maybe maybe Diamond does too, and that's why you guys are vibing on this on this app. Uh, they're you're gonna... trying to get people that don't buy comics to buy comics. You're making it easier for them. Yeah, I don't think that that's what this is. <laughs> like, you know I don't, what? I don't... Look, I don't feel like anybody that's not it, buying comics Invest already. your Bitcoin in that, and uh, good luck to you. Honestly, even if this app had come out, like, years ago, it would only be a novelty. And I would still rather go into the shop and talk to my comic book. Well, years ago, yeah, it would have made sense that you have oh, to yeah. get it on their app and then pick it up at your shop. This day and age, it doesn't make sense. I don't, but see, here's the thing where, I mean, I feel like this is definitely for... A particular customer. Like, are you going to use it? I would. I would definitely use it. Why? You see Jeffrey almost every week. Yeah, but I don't like. like you I, actually have his home number. I don't want to go into Jeffrey's with like a list of books that I'm like. Well, maybe he'll be ordering these. Maybe he won't be. No, well, that's why you ask him for them. So hey, order this for me. No, but like, everybody gives you the code to give him, so that all he has to do is punch that code. He doesn't even have to like know what it is. Like you could order, you could order Pleasure Chest Seven, and he wouldn't even know until he puts in that code, and you're long gone. Wait, I don't. What I don't understand what what point you guys are making. No, I'm saying it's been easy to to get pre to order comics ahead of time from your store for the last five years. I'm My point saying. is, I like interacting with the people at the comic shop. No, no one. Look, this app won't stop you from being able to do that. But it gives me one less reason to. No, listen. If you want to interact with people at the comic shop, you could do that. If you don't want to interact with them, you don't have to. But you can't be like, oh well, the only reason I can interact with people at the comic book shop is to put in orders for comics. It's like I'm you're saying talk, they're talking silliness. I'm like, saying. <laughs> There's like, one less reason. If you want to talk to them, talk to them. And if I you will. Don't, then and then don't. I'll order books from them. <laughs> but you, but like, you, you don't have to order books. You could do. But you, I want to. You could, I want the. I want them to know what I'm into, and I want them to t- like. <laughs> here's the thing, <laughs> and I just thought of this, but it's it's one of the things that comes with talking to people. Like, let's say I see a book I want. If I go to the comic shop and like, hey. I saw there's some previews. Can you order it for me? They could be like, yeah, I could do that. And there's this other book that's a lot like it. You might like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, yeah, that app isn't going to do that. <laughs> I don't think the app will do that, Joe. I agree with you on that. So why would I use that? Why wouldn't I just <laughs> talk to the comic book person? And Like, like my, my big thing, too, is that if I can order... Like, there's certain things that, like, say, at my comic shop that, you know, they may not necessarily order. And it's like, yeah, some things I might, like, like, for instance, I guess some things maybe, I know Jeff definitely don't have, doesn't have, usually have an issue with special ordering certain things for customers. But I think there's some things that he doesn't or can't special order because it doesn't make sense to get like just one or just two. But I know I've had conversations with comic book people like when I was going through previews and finding stuff and then 
I would ask him to pull it, and then they would say, what's that? And then we would have a discussion and rap and talk comics, and it was fun. Yeah. Like, the app is going to talk with me. <laughs> no, Joe, the, the app is not a person. I agree. Like, like but, but I'm saying, like, not only might it make it so that those, like, I feel like those things I might be able to get now, because one, if the, they're doing an app like this, it, it might take away, like, some of the penalties or something that come from ordering single things. Like, what are the penalties for ordering single things? Like, price penalties. Like, what price penalty? Like, the the amount that it costs for... Like, what 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 is the penalty? Tell, tell me what the penalty is. Well, no, I mean, like, you know, like, how it's like anything else. Like, where give me an example. I'm trying to, but you keep talking. Like, <laughs> you want to listen or you want to keep talking? Kind of both. Okay. Whichever you prefer. <laughs> like, I'm saying. It's like, just like anything else, when you get, sometimes when you get more of something, like you buy things like wholesale or whatever, right? It's like, if Jeff can get something at a lower price point, he gets a higher profit when he sells it. There's some things that, you know, it's like, if he orders it, he almost makes no profit if he only gets, like, one. Right. So, it's like, you know, there's, and something. So he won't do that for you? Something, sure he will, because it's like. It, because it's me, and he'll do me the favor. You know what I mean? He's not really making any money off of it, but he'll do it. I mean, but it's he runs running a business. I've never had a comic book shop not pull one thing for me. And I, uh, and back in the day, I was in the random obscure shit, mm-hmm. and they will always just order that one for me. Okay. Well, hey, Let, here's hoping. <laughs> Here's open, but yeah, I I, I want to give it a try. It does say that um, April that that the Diamond Retailer Summit is April fourth through the sixth in Chicago, and that there'll be demos available there. Are you going? <laughs> I I was not planning on it though. I'm I don't even re- know if I could go I'm to. You're not a summit. retailer. Yeah, it's a retailer summit, so I'm not a retailer. So, but you're a consumer. But it's yeah, not but a I don't consumer for, summit for retailers, Joe. If Jeff, I'm sure there's probably some press if Jeffrey there, signs but, up, I can go for yeah, him. Your press. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I, <laughs> I don't I'm even saying, think they uh, allow press like that. You very well might be right. Because all the reports, at least from the previous years, have been retailers talking to the press. Just tell Jeffrey to make you his plus one. Th- that's different. Yeah. Uh, Big Man says, I would like to do digital comics, but I'd rather support my local comic shop when I actually have spending money. Right. You're not doing it now, but yeah. Might as well just buy one comic book a month from your digital app. And that, that way, at least you get to read a comic and support the artist. And I, I do get that. Like wanting to support your local comic shop. Yeah. I do too, but how many times have we done the show at Jeffrey's and I asked them what if they have something and they haven't even heard of it? Right. Like it's happened. And one of the things time. I like is when I get the email that a book I want is out and it's like midnight and I could just buy it. Right. Like Jughead number three. Right. And at this point, Comixology is owned by. Amazon, 
So even if Comicsology folds, Amazon's still gonna be up. So they yeah, just I need them to it, integrate. I need they, them to fully they integrate. integrate. It's but. integrated. Like you I can't can... access my Comicsology pull or the books I ordered on Comicsology don't show up on my Kindle. If you sign up, if you sign in, if you sign into Amazon and you sign in to Comicsology through Amazon, it'll integrate everything. Okay. Word. It turns out um, someone wrote an article about why, or with a theory on why the visual effects might not have been so great in Black Panther. I know why. Why is that, Mo? I don't want to say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Got it. So um, they're basically positing that movies these days have so much, so many more visual effect shots than in the years previous, and it's literally a thing where studios can't keep up with the demand um, of of the visual effect shots necessary in these movies. Like literally, they're not enough studios to churn out high quality work <laughs> in all these movies that's, that's the thing I watch like a shit ton of low budget yeah. terrible movies and I see like the very worst of special effects like all the time mm -hmm. so when I see a movie like Black Panther like I didn't notice anything right wrong. Like it, it you're saying, worked. they had bad effects. Yeah. I did not see that at all. I mean, there's definitely some scenes where you're kind of where, you, like, the idea of CG is that you can't tell that it's there. You, right. Like you don't tell the difference between the reality, like the point where you know it switches from being a real person to being a visual effect or or a real thing to a visual effect and you know in a lot of these movies like you can tell like you well, know also I, uh -huh. oh, sorry no, no finish Larry no no finish no no I, I was just gonna say and you know I mean there are some moments in Black Panther where like I said last week yeah. where you know the the you start the the characters start looking like they're just like artificial they don't have weight yeah like they're toys I mean, it seems like people in motion is the tough part. I mean, you can make a person in a costume like the Black Panther suit right. look good, but once they start moving, animators are, are retarded sometimes, and they they it just they don't well, see how how weight affects body in motion, things like that. Even when you motion capture, there's still some shortcuts that they have to take. They don't. It's not an exact one-to-one -one translation from the mocap to the to what actually goes on the screen. The thing with with uh, Black Panther, especially in the fight scenes, is that they also had to show the suit react to uh, the hits with the purple and the gold. You know what I mean? That's a yeah. whole separate animation thing. 
Yeah. So it's like, do you want that to be accurate? You know, and they're they're on deadlines too. That's the I think that's the biggest problem is they're on deadlines. Yeah. And um, and then you know, the, the, you know, I watched Alien and Aliens this past weekend on my mm-hmm. day off, and that had practical effects. And some of those practical effects look corny, but the fact that they had some weight to them helped to kind of hold up. You know what I mean? Right. Um, the one shot with the guy with the android and his head is separated from his body, that in, shot does not hold up. In the first one? Um, I believe, yeah, the first one. Yeah. But in the second one, it's half of the body and it still kind of holds up. Um, the point is, is that sometimes just because it's somebody in a costume, or it's some Alfredo sauce and some dude's like vacuum hoses intestines, <laughs> like just the fact that it's kind of tangible gets the point across to your brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a perfect example of that is uh, is Brendan Small's Galacticon. Uh, that's his new band. Because he can't use Death Clock anymore, uh-huh. um, because of rights issues. So Galacticon released a new video on Funny or Die, and it's like he just the way he promoted it was like this stupid, like low budget '80s sci-fi movie, kind of like Dune, made by him and his friends, which is the music video for the song Nightmare. Um, and they use this like styrofoam whale in it, and they have this this droid, and they have a, a space queen. But that shit, like, it's all practical effects with like CGI mixed in, and that shit looks amazing. Like, I don't know if it's me because I like low budgety things, kind of like how Joe, you know, when you're into horror, you see a lot of low budgety things. You see make them, you see them make do with what they got, mm-hmm. and sometimes it works really well. And uh, in the case for Black Panther, like, really, my the problem with the special effects in Black Panther is that everything is too clear nowadays. <laughs> it's like special effects, you can't not see CGI because it's all clear. Like, I saw the same thing I saw, but it's like, okay, that's CGI nowadays. Like, I'm watching this in super high def projection on a big ass screen, and I'm only seven rows behind. Right. You know, if I was all the way in the back, I probably would have seen it a little different. If I would have had a little eye booger in my eye, I would have probably seen like, man, this special effects are tight. You know? <laughs> oh, that's but, another thing, I guess, because I don't have glasses. So I don't see everything as clearly as everyone else. Yeah. The doctor gave me glasses and I stopped wearing them because I see clear enough as it is. And with those glasses, I see even clearer. He's like Al Bundy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is this what the world is like? Well, it's, it's so weird because it's like you know I could read a street sign four blocks away, and with the glasses I could read a six blocks away, and it's like I don't need to read six blocks away. Yeah. Are you gonna wear them when I get a haircut? No, because they're actually for distance. So when I actually. I, I, you know, that's initially when I started haircutting, I was like, I couldn't see where I needed to blend. And so I was having trouble learning. And I, the doctor had told me glasses. So I, I went and got them thinking they would help, but they didn't help because they're for, for looking at far away. 
So for the theater, they're great. Like I go to see Star Wars with my glasses. It's like super high def. Like I enjoy high def on a different level now with glasses, and and I do wear them to play video games because it's like, yeah, you know, super clear. <laughs> but yeah, shit's too clear nowadays. Wait, wait till you move up to Gunners. I well, the thing is, my 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 retina or my iris, my iris, which was a little black one. That's iris. that's you're, okay. you're talking about that's your the iris. The well, yeah, pupil, it, the iris, and around it is the cornea. Yeah, so my iris is shaped in a oval. They both are. They're not perfect circles. Okay. And that's why my vision is what it is, in terms of, like. Not being able to read a sign six blocks away. Wait, are you talking about astigmatism? I I, I think so, but there's, the thing there's is, there's two different there's two already. different numbers. Like, I don't I don't have problems seeing. Like I can read a sign four blocks away, and she's like, "If you want to read six, here's this is the prescription you need." If you want to read six? <laughs> yeah. She and I asked her. I'm like, "Is it going to be a problem as I age?" And she goes, "You're only going to see some degeneration when you're 60." Yeah, that's not that's not your iris. That's your whole eyeball is shaped like a football. Oh, all right. That's what that is. So. Yeah, that's what I have. That's why I've worn glasses for my entire life, basically. Yeah, yeah. she says it happens a lot with Latinos. Yeah, but mine or, are... Sorry, I, Latinx. Mine are more football-like because I, I actually watch football. So that's why I have a stronger prescription. I've had a prescription for... Yeah, I can't drive without my glasses. Although I did once. It was it was an adventure. <laughs> but yeah, so, I, I think special effects is as a challenge right now because everything's just so clear. Yeah. Yeah, I think I and I do like I'm sure the clearness is one of them. I know that deadlines clarity. Is very, a, clarity. Huh? clarity. Okay, I mean, sure. <laughs> like, and uh, deadlines is another part of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's because like, they were talking about how a lot of these movies have like half a dozen houses, like of yeah. special effects houses working they on this. Take stuff. a few shots, right? So, but anyway, um. Last story of the night, or unless you have something else, Larry. Oh, but I don't know. What do you have? Well, I have two, but <laughs> real quick, real quick. Stan Sakai relaunches Usagi Yojimbo with first number one in 22 years. All new, all different Usagi. All new, all different Usagi. It's not called that, but he's basically oh. he's falling into the trend that Marvel and to some extent DC is, is doing. So they're like, well, yeah, we we always try to get new readers, but you know it can be intimidating to pick up one sixty five. So it's they, not. Yeah, but you know, so he's doing number one. He had switched to a mini series arc style already, so you might see more number ones. 
every like eight or ten issues or something. I think that's just my supposition. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then, uh-huh. oh, what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna talk about this Hollywood Reporter article. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, I mean, the story was just really about whether Fox was still going to be moving for- forward with its its comic book movies on the cusp of the deal with Disney. Well, I know they're still doing the new uh, new mutants. Uh, they're doing new photography right now, right? To add some people, but uh, right to add a person. Th- that's all I've heard about it. Right. That that came that came out of this article, and that's like one of the things like w- one of the things I wanted to bring up because I was just like, yeah, they said that they're literally doing reshoots to add a a new character to the movie, and I'm just like. That sounds like the worst idea in the whole world. Like, how do you? Why do you hate characters? I don't. I don't don't understand. It's not hating characters. It's that's what it sounds like. It sounds like character hate. You don't do reshoots to add a new character. Why not? You make a whole new movie. No. What what are you talking about? That's what they're going to be doing, basically. No, they're not. You just add someone new. It's it's not that hard. (laughs) Wait, wait. Well, here's the thing. If the person isn't that integral to the story then you're shooting like a scene or two right you know mm-hmm. but when you say we're doing reshoots to add an entire character that kind of makes it sound like you're like basically inserting somebody entirely new into the whole story that's like a different movie no that's fine I've seen it work before with what Uh, Birdemic 2. Oh, yeah. There it is. Because that's a gem of cinema. <laughs> People are like, Birdemic. Fantastic flick. <laughs> it really is. It's like the worst kind of fantastic. But they didn't know if they were going to get all the people they wanted. And so they had to add people in. And they did it. And it worked out. Like, where the film fails isn't where they added people. <laughs> sure. But I already felt like this New Mutants movie was like... That's because you hate uh, horror. Oh, New Mutants isn't a horror book. Hey, but the movie that's is. not what this is about. This is about you not liking it because it's horror. It doesn't fit the tone for the characters. Magic is completely horror. She's not. I don't know how you... How you read magic, hopping through different dimensions, killing giant Charles heads, and you're like, that's not horrifying. Yeah, she's not horrifying. It is. She is. But, horrifying. But yeah, always already. The book was so scary. I already felt it was going to be kind of a bad movie, and now hearing this, I'm like, yeah. No, it's going to be great. I don't, you're, you're not going to like it because you don't like horror, but that's fine. It's going to be good. And then the other thing that came out of this article was the Silver Surfer movie that's being written by Brian K. Vaughn. I like him as a writer. He's good. I, I look, 
You don't like Bright. you don't like Saga. I mean, I do, but not for any other medium other than comics. What What does that have to do with anything? Like, what do what do you? Are you I saying mean, that Brian K. Vaughn can't write a script? Well, we saw uh, uh, Lost. How that turned out. I didn't see how that turned out. <laughs> Wait, are we bl- are we bl- blaming Brian K. Vaughn for Lost? That was the changing factor. Like he was supposed to come in and make it better. <laughs> I assume that's why they hired him out of nowhere. But you don't know. I'm, he could have been there to keep the status quo. I uh, I also experienced him executive consulting on the Runaways. Oh, the TV show? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, what? We're going to hold him accountable for that, too? I mean, what else has he written for TV or movies? Wait, so did he write Runaways, or did he... No, that's executive consulting. But we have lost last season. I mean, listen, I will say this. I heard that season didn't solve anything. and that's really like, as much as people talk mess about Lost, it's not like people were, were like, it was terrible. They were just like, it didn't know where to go. He like wrote, they didn't know how to tie up their their loose ends. He did under the dome. Yeah, he did under the dome. He was showrunner and executive producer. He wrote that too. That wasn't terrible. Oh, no, he did some Daredevil. But... I oh, mean, no, it wasn't either. as good as the book, but yeah, I mean, Daredevil, TV shows he ever as good as the book. Just, yeah, he, he was a character. I just saw that. I just feel like Brian K. Vaughn could probably have an interesting take on Silver Surfer. I'm sure he could do an amazing Silver Surfer comic. I don't trust hey. these movie motherfuckers. Period. Yeah. What about Straczynski? He did an amazing Silver Surfer comic, too. But you don't trust him with movies? I mean, it's not so much the writer as much as the studio doing it. Mm. Like, you can put whoever... I mean, you just had a Joss Whedon Batgirl, and you saw how that turned out. <laughs> it didn't. Exactly. So... I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get excited over Brian K. Vaughn Silver Surfer, you know? Well, nobody, nobody, it's not like he's not going to write the script. I mean, you know, they could end up not using it or they could end up using it and deciding to change it. But the fact is, if you're starting with a base of Brian K. Vaughn writing a story about Silver Surfer, I mean, I feel like that's a... A, a solid place to start. You know, we'll see what happens after that. But, you know, especially considering, like, you know, I mean, we've seen Silver Surfer from Fox before, and that was actually, like, that was the only okay. good part yeah. of that whole flick. I want to watch the cartoon again. No, the cartoon is still, like, I I watched not that recently, but I did watch it probably about six months ago. It's still good. Nice. I forgot why. Uh, 
It, it didn't get canceled because it, it was bad or ratings or anything. It got canceled, I think, because of the animation studio went under. Oh, that sucks. Something like that. It, it, it wasn't like a quality issue. It was a just wrong place, right, wrong time thing. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, you, you know, Silver Surfer is near and dear to me. And I don't want, you know, I've been disappointed before. I'm scared to love again. <laughs> All right, well, what's the last story? It's uh, Shazam. Uh... Captain Marvel movie. They leaked the picture of him at a mall. Yeah. The costume looks shitty, but <laughs> it doesn't look shitty like, oh, it's a bad design. It actually looks like a good design. Mm-hmm. It looks shitty because Zachary Levy's in it. Dang. Like, Wait, they're at a mall? Yeah. I'll show you the picture. Are it's, they fighting uh, at the mall? No, he's just standing in front of Santa Claus. <laughs> but it's a behind-the-scenes shot. Like, we don't know what's happening at the mall. It could be, like, a Terminator 2 scene with the flowers. Oh, okay. Or it could be, you know, uh, I don't think uh, like Jingle All the Way scene with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know what I mean? That's what mm-hmm. that's what his cape looks like. Yeah, the cape look like the costume looks on point. It's just the wrong guy in it. He looks like he's worked out. That's padding. Yeah, on his arm. Yeah. It doesn't look like padding. It, it looks like padding. Kind of did from where I'm sitting. Yeah, that looks like Larry can't see. So we yeah, did a kinda Larry. Does. You did you did a poll on Twitter, right? I did. I did one on Instagram, and it was fifty fifty on the costume, but the negative fifty was me, and then another me, and another another you. Yeah, I accidentally voted for it on the Fantastic Forum Twitter account. I mean, Instagram account. So it was two, and then, well, it was two of mine, and then however many no's, and then however many yeses. But it ended up being 50-50 on it. It looks like he's wearing a wig. Uh, You're a professional. Is that, I mean, that line seems way too clean on his hair. Uh, let me let me look at that hairline again. Oddly enough, I didn't look at the hair, especially especially in the back. That that's way too clean from hair to skin. <laughs> why you why you guys got to hate on him? <laughs> well, I, he's a bad pick for Captain Marvel. Yeah, that period. might be true. Um, that's but... totally padding. It does look like padding to you too. Yeah, especially the shoulder. That's a big shoulder. Yeah, he doesn't. He's he's a tall, lanky dude. Like we've seen them in person. Okay. I don't know the way that the uh, like what's the the what's that muscle called the horseshoe one? Like the tricep. Looks, yeah, it looks. I don't know. I mean, to me, I, it it didn't look like padding to me. But hey. If you all say it's padding, then we'll go with it. That horseshoe you can't see unless it's a skin-tight suit. Yeah, but it's a skin-tight suit. It's not a skin-tight suit. Okay. (laughs) Like, like, how how much... Like, it would have to be... be, If to see that horseshoe, 
you'd have to be wearing and you know he's well defined and 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 you know in the bodybuilding industry we call it uh shredded and, yeah. and you're properly shredded and defined like you'd have to be wearing an under armor for it to look like that that does it that suit doesn't look like an under armor I don't know, man. It looks like spandex to me. Over spandex, over it's it's spandex over padding. Okay. So yeah, the poll on Twitter, ten percent said I hate it, ten percent said not sure, forty percent says it's okay, and forty percent said I like it. Okay, so, so it, the the response is sixty percent are like not on board with it. Say what? Sixty percent aren't on board with it. According to the Twitter poll? Yeah. No, that's not. I don't think that that's how you would take that because I think it's okay. Is on board, wouldn't you say? No, I mean, I mean, it's like a C grade. I mean, yeah, it depends on the inflection. I mean, I'll give you that, but I get you know. I would think that, like, it, it's not you know. It, you could be like, something's great, or you could be like, something's good, and it's like I feel like, you know, it's okay. It's like, you know, it's maybe not quite good. Oh but, yeah, Larry. Like, look, you got to get your eyes checked again, dude. Why? Like, if you think that that's muscle, that means his arm is twisted. Like, what do you mean his arm is twisted? What do you it think? looks like they rang that suit like to dry it out. Like that's why you see that tricep. The tricep is all in the wrong place. Like he, he's lifting it because there's a piece of padding in between. Yeah, and okay. yeah, he he's definitely wearing a wig. He's six three and two hundred and twenty pounds. That's not. That can't be right. That's not muscle, and that's putting on twenty pounds for the role. He can't be 220. Like, that was what Ar- six, Arnold was 6'2", 220 when he won Mr. Universe. So, so what, so wait, what are you saying, Oz? You're saying he's really big right now, or are you saying, saying he's not he's, big enough? I'm saying he got bigger than he was six months ago, but not uh-huh. that suit big. No, I think those numbers those numbers are faulty. Well, those are his <laughs> numbers. Right, but that they're wrong. Like he's giving you wrong numbers. Just like like Trump is not obese. <laughs> Caller. You are the fifth member of Fantastic it's Forum. Like, Tell the people. Donald oh. Trump is two thirty six five, according to him. Yeah. Tell people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Hi, uh, my name is Derek Hopkins. Derek H. <laughs> uh, forget you. I didn't. I didn't mean to say my last name. Don't use my last name, please. If you hear <laughs> my last name, please ignore it. Uh, I'm calling from Glendale, California. For the Glendale. Derek, what you calling to say, good sir? Uh, it's upsetting to me. How how much hatred and discontent is is in this um 
what do you call it on this on this show no matter no matter what so far everything that anybody said about anything has been met with that's gonna suck that sucks I no, hope he dies I hope he dies <laughs> this, this is not gonna turn out well I'm like what look on a look on a why can't why can't people be happy I mean just think about what it what what the world was like uh I don't know 20 years ago when none of this stuff was even a possibility not even a possibility I was disappointed then because Nightman got canceled <laughs> dude Nightman was so good <laughs> and now that we have I love that show <laughs> Not only do we have big budget movies, we have movies that nobody even believed could have gotten made. Nobody thought there would ever be a New Mutants movie. Nobody ever thought uh, Shazam would get a movie. And now we're getting that stuff. You guys are making fun of uh, you don't want to see a saga movie. That's actually a, that could happen in in this in this uh, climate, and yet. All I hear is that's gonna suck. I don't. I don't like it. Uh, and uh, only in this one medium, not in another medium that doesn't exist. It's, it's disheartening, is what I'm saying. There it is. See, look, you done, Mo. You my, done sent Derek H. Pressure. I, I never got an answer on my hairline question. Maga. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely a wig. Yeah, the, the only guy who has a hairline like that is the dude. What was it? John Tappert, the guy from uh, Fox which Bar Rescue. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only dude with a hairline like that, and that dude's got plugs. And then he just he just cuts it right then and there because he can't <laughs> fade it out. That's hilarious. So yeah. I, uh, agree, I agree. I agree with Derek. Uh, a pitch perfect uh, Captain Marvel costume. And still, people are like, "Oh, his hair isn't right." Look, like, we haven't we haven't seen the front. front. Haircut. You're I sure? said the costume looks good. The guy in it's not right. And we haven't seen the front of the costume. And if you agree with Derek, that means you're on board with this new mutants movie. No, no, that's where that's the one sticking point. No, new mutants movies, no. No, it's good. It's no. Good. It's gonna be great. The new character they added is gonna add wonders. It's just gonna be an amazing movie. Like, is the is the whole character gonna look like Henry Cavill's mustache? <laughs> Maybe. No, they're they're. Uh, I'm not sure. It's watch sure it. Be a watch person. it be dupe. Dupe. Oh my god. Man. But yeah, that's gonna be good. It's unfortunate you're not in the horror movies, but you still watch Faces of Death. The number. And you're not gonna watch new. Is- the number one movie is Black Panther, and I remember being on a show with Lawrence uh, where we spoke at length about how that would never happen, and it is now yeah. the number one movie. Yeah. That's incredible. It is incredible. It it freaking killed at the box office again this past weekend. Yeah, yeah it's doing Lawrence. better than Wonder Woman. I mean, yeah, it did like another $100 million. Dollars. Like, it's crazy. They didn't have anything to compete with. I mean, you don't have to. Annihilation. Have, you don't. You don't have to have something to compete with. To like 
not make a hundred million dollars. Like their movies, <laughs> their movies have no competition that don't make a hundred million dollars in a weekend. This did it in its second weekend. Like it's not, yeah. Like it's not about like oh, nope. There was no other options. It's like people want to go see it again because there's no other options. No, they could no. watch other. It's game night. It's like, l- listen. It's like it's not like you people are. It's not like people are like, oh, well, I want to go to the movies. It's not like but, there's nothing else to do at home. Right, <laughs> but there's but there's nothing there's nothing to watch except for the movie I already saw. So I'm gonna go see that again. Like that's not how that works. That's exactly how that works. Oz. Every really? movie I've seen more than once is because well, there's nothing else out. Well, that's because you live in like butt fuck. <laughs> Early man is out. That looks good. Saw it. I don't know what that is. Early man? Yes, the new Ardman cartoon. I don't don't know. You don't know who Ardman is? Wallace and Gromit? Oh, I do know. I know Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Ash versus Evil Dead just came back, too. But, yeah. But, you know, hey, I, I I can't be mad at Derek's sentiment. I feel like Maybe it would be better to be more positive about. I mean, Derek's want to talk about. This is the show Negative about New Mutants. I don't. What? What did everyone, like? All everyone talked at once. I don't know what you guys are saying. Oh, sorry. I said this isn't the show for that. This particular show, or you talking no, about the like show this? in general? Like we tell you what we feel, not what you want to hear. <laughs> and I agree with Derek that Lawrence is being way too hard on New Mutants. And I'm surprised that Derek's the one that thinks people should be positive. <laughs> I'm sure Derek doesn't think New Mutants is going to be good too, though. But he's happy about think? it. He's just good. He's just good enough to keep it to himself. Why don't we ask him? He's right there. I like. I, I like the the. I like the trailers I've seen so far. They're interesting. Did you know? Did you know Sunspot was in that movie? No. Okay. He's in the trailer. Let okay. Sink in. <laughs> like you saw Sunspot, but you didn't know that it was Sunspot. Okay. Look, look, I'm I'm willing to give it a chance. No. I'm not I'm not gonna crap all over it, uh, just because it doesn't fit the way I would have did it. Exactly. Or you know, the well, source material. <laughs> it doesn't fit. You and know, also, you know, we're also doing a show. Like, if we did a show about stuff we like, it'd be a 20-minute podcast. I was afraid. Fr- I've heard. I've, I've listened to many podcasts where people talk about stuff they like. And uh, yeah, like the James the wrong, Bond podcast or the Star that's Trek. That's the wrong people. Nope. Talking about us. Like, yeah, we like it. I try. I tried to do a... Podcast about pop figures. It lasted 15 seconds. I actually could talk about stuff I like all day. I feel like a lot of time I do talk about stuff I like. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it's us being mad about it. Be liking it. Oh, that makes yeah, a tw- that makes a 30 minute segment. Yeah. I mean, I was worried about Black Panther like being the only topic last week because it's like a ha- that's a half hour. Luckily, yeah. you know. Wait a minute. Did uh, did Moses like Black Panther? Yeah, I loved it. Everyone likes Black Panther. It was Seth Rich that hated it. 
Except yeah, the yeah. one drunk white said, girl. She didn't like it. He said there was too many black people in it. It's too dark. I don't. Wait, you say that's what Rich said? Rich didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, Rich, good, Rich said it looked like a David Fincher movie. What? <laughs> too dark. You're crazy. Wait, who's the drunk girl? What are you talking about? Drunk? Oh, there was a news story about a woman in, uh, I can't remember what state it was, but she went and she was drunk and she started yelling things at the screen and eventually shouted out the N-word and, like, the audience started shouting at her and they had to cancel the showing. Like, it got bad. Wow. Sounds terrible. Ms. H went and saw it and she hated it. Are you serious? Yeah. Because she's, she's writing a scathing review to be posted on allgames.com. Because of the bad visual effects? No, because... Uh, uh, she what, sided with Killmonger? She told, she told me that uh, it was a, a movie trying to brainwash uh, black people to go back to Africa. And that uh, <laughs> she never been to Africa. And that she has no plans on going back there. And she don't know why everybody's saying it's all great. Wait, there's only one non-African character that goes to Africa. Yeah, but he wants everybody, you know. I can see where she's coming from. Uh, what, what? Wait. How is the movie about a fictional African nation trying to get everyone to go back to Africa? Like trying she to thinks, get them to go back to a place that doesn't exist? I think she thinks Well, they're making it look better than it American. is. No, I mean, they're making it look like... Uh, they're making the place... Africa. That, that does, they're making it look better. They're not making... By putting Wakanda there. They're not making Africa look better. They're, they're like, it's Wakanda. It's Wakanda like, makes Africa better. What? Why don't you know that? Listen, Wakanda is one place in Africa that doesn't actually exist. I don't like. I don't like. Uh... You know what was funny at the shop is uh, a guy brought his his nephew in to get a haircut. The guy I usually talk movies with regularly, so he we automatically. I hadn't seen Black Panther yet. He brings it up. The 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 kid. Asked, is did they actually shoot it in Wakanda? And then the uncle says, <laughs> the uncle says, I don't think so. It doesn't make sense to fly all the way over there. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, that's great. I love it. I wish I was recording. Wow. <laughs> I think Miss Dash doesn't like the fact that all these, you see all these uh, videos of people going to the. Going to the theater and African clothing and coming out and doing African dancing and stuff, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm American. I'm not. A, I'm not African. So I don't. I don't see why these people are. I don't see why these people identify with uh, with that on screen because that's not us." Hey, so Dude, does, does Mrs. I've H... been about that for so long now. I was about to say, like, does Mrs. H hate black people like Joe? Like, <laughs> no, it's not that I hate black people. Well, that's not. Look, what I'm talking about is that I don't identify as African. Like, I don't consider myself an African-American because yeah, I'm bullshit. not African. I'm American. I'm a black American. Jay and I are both Americans. I mean, we're, we're all American. You're no, an African-American. Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, 
you're African American. You need to white. You need to embrace your American roots. I don't. I don't have any American roots. You were born in America, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. So, my roots, so that's a root. My roots are from Central America. That is a root. American root. It's like I'm. I'm American. I'm first generation American. Yeah, that's something to be proud of. It's something to embrace. It's like the no. That's I an accomplishment, Dean like, Borg. When have I not embraced that? Apparently, you're trying to duck around it right now. Like, how? You're you're wearing a a, a dashiki to. You're calling Black yourself Panther. African. I've never called myself African. African American. It's like, but that's I, not what you are. Look, you're American. Wait, it's okay. You making it sound like I'm the one that came up with the terms. Like, I like. You embrace the terms. You use them when they when they ask you on a form if you're African American or Caucasian. You put African American. Listen, what, actually, what I and get, that's wrong. What I what I I usually put we're Latino because <laughs> like, I mean that's, that's what's real. It's like I get called African American a lot because of what I look like, and I get treated in that sense, and that's why you know again, it's like it's not it's not about me. It's like you can't mess around and be like oh. You're trying to be African American instead of just American. I get treated like an African American, <laughs> and that's what happens. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know, say like it is what it is. It's like that's how I know. It's like it's not like oh well, people. You know, if people just embrace being American, then things would be better. It's like no, that's not true because people. No, it's, I, it's I get treated a particular way sometimes because of what I look like, and that's not even what I am. Yeah, and that's that's other people's issue, not mine. <laughs> you know, so because like, hey, I, like I'm very fortunate. I know exactly where I come from and where my people come from. Like I know, it's like I got a country, a flag. I got all that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like it's not it's not a mystery to me. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. People sometimes will make assumptions. It's not a mystery to me either. <laughs> I'm from America. I have the American flag. Yeah, hey, like that's fair. <laughs> like I'm not mad at I'm not mad at you for that. I'm just saying, like you know, you, you can't be mad at a group of people that might be like, you know, I don't know if I embrace that because it doesn't feel like that country embraces me. No, yeah, I, I can. If, <laughs> if you don't like America, you should leave. Where are you supposed to go? I hear Canada. Well, kind of. Nice. It's like you know. You can't mess around and be mad at a, a at a group of people who you know they happen to be born here, but then don't get treated right. Ms. H also had a problem with man ape. Why? Is a black it dude awesome. dressed up and making gorilla sounds? Uh, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, she liked the fact he made gorilla sounds. Like why can't he talk? Why can't he speak like a normal person? Why he gotta uh, make sounds like an animal? That's what they they used to. That's what they used to call. She, uh, that's what they used to call black people, uh, monkeys and apes, and all of this guy. Yeah, but that's a title, man. Did, that's like. Did you show her a picture of man ape in the comics? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like if, she, if she didn't like him in the in the movie, it's like she would hate that fool in the comic book. And I actually love both. Yeah, that's interesting. So, Although so I, I don't see it with that racist filter. <laughs> right because Mo's like I don't see race well you know you have like Native Americans like they, they call themselves like Raging Bull and, and 
crazy horse, you know, like that's just another it's like a title based on his strength, you know? And in relation to Black Panther, the man ape, it's like a tremendous strength with the the cognizance of a man mm-hmm. to fight a Black Panther. It's a good it's a good fight. Like if somebody says uh, you know, if this world gets to the point where it's fucked up, instead we're fighting roosters, they fight jungle animals, and they put a black panther with a silverback in the little pit, it's like, that's a fight, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's how I saw the comic. I'm giving but, that you know. one to the silverback. I'm sorry, what? I'd give that one to the silverback. We'll never know, because they don't call him the man-ape in the movie. And they didn't really fight fight. I hear you. Like, yeah. It turns out the the Killmonger part in the movie was the Umbaku part in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Like, T'Challa's solution to to win back the throne was to take drugs. <laughs> I mean, that's that's America's solution to everything. But he's not American. He's African. No, but he I'm saying be... you can't judge it. Like your whole country is based on that. Like it, you should identify with that. I can still judge it. Be- you know why? American. Because you're white. American. I was Mexican American, but you know what? America first. American. <laughs> American Mexican. <laughs> We're done for today, right? Indeed. I gotta watch play? Master. Oh. oh, so you guys should probably uh, hit the. Uh, the title thing on your on your stream, and so it shows up on a stream too. I thought Tyreclaw did that already. I saw that earlier. I mean, if you're broadcasting, you have to do it. Yeah, Oz, you're, they're making us lose ratings, Oz. Like we could have been number one these all these weeks. There, I, I just hit the button. <laughs> Thanks, Oz. Honestly, I don't even know if this button actually does anything. So let's do some final thoughts. Derek H, give us some final thoughts, buddy. Uh, the movie Annihilation is good. It's like the it's like a low rent two thousand and one, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch that on Wii. <laughs> no, don't don't do that. Wait for it to come out on Netflix. No, not, weed the drug, not weed the weed. <laughs> Not Nintendo. <laughs> no, I mean the movie. Wait for it. He, he can't go to the theater high. He has to wait for it to come on Netflix. It's not that good. Oh, you saw it. You didn't like it. I liked it, but the tone is really confused. And so it's like, I would have appreciated it more if I had seen it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar, final thoughts. Uh, yeah. TV's coming back. Watch The Flash. Not watching it. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'm really getting into Black Lightning now. Especially Black Lightning versus Thunder. That was a good episode. Or Y'all need to watch it. Jay, final thoughts. 
Um, so very soon, if it hasn't happened already, I think by the eighth or so, uh, the final chapter of Life is Strange Before the Storm comes out. It's a farewell. It's the chapter with Max and Chloe doing stuff. The original voice actresses returned, and it's probably be a good, good thing. Cool. Most Magnum. Final thoughts. Uh, subscribe to Fantastic Forum Podbean.com for all the latest archives. Word. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Uh, until then, go ahead and check us out on Twitter at Fantastic Forum. Check us out on Instagram. Fantastic Forum there as well. Till then, next week, we're out.